This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Thursday, and it is October 1st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia police are investigating after someone broke into an election machine warehouse and stole an employee's laptop and USB drives. The equipment belongs to an employee who works for the company that supplies the voting machines to the city. The theft happened Tuesday night at the warehouse on the 3500 block of Scotts Lane in the city's East Falls section. Officials say the stolen laptop did not have any election materials on it and isn't capable of programming election machines. The USB drives are encrypted and contain multiple levels of security. The laptop has security features to prevent unauthorized access and the user account has been disabled. Upon learning of the theft, the employee's corporate network user account was changed. The device address was blocked and passwords were changed as well, officials said. Apparently belonged to someone named Hope Solo's butthole. Oh, no. Yeah. I heard she was in cahoots with... Bill Weston's hair. Ah, could uh-huh. be. Mm-hmm. Since being informed of the incident, I immediately committed to making necessary police resources available to investigate this incident and find the perpetrators, said Mayor Jim Kenney. I have also committed to the city's commissioners additional resources to provide enhanced security at the warehouse going forward. This matter should not deter Philadelphians from voting nor having uh, from. Or nor from having confidence in the security of the election. Anyone with information on the theft is asked to contact police, and you can call 215-686-TIPS. United Airlines and American Airlines will move forward with furloughs, uh, furloughing thousands of employees as the CARES Act expires. In a letter to employees Wednesday, American Airlines said it will begin the process of furloughing 19,000 employees as the payroll support program expired on September 30th. American CEO Doug Parker said that he spoke personally with the Treasury Secretary who told him a bipartisan COVID-19 relief package that would extend the PSP is possible within the coming days. Uh, please keep contacting your elected officials About the importance of reaching an agreement, Parker wrote. United Airlines said it will involuntarily furlough more than 13,000 employees beginning Thursday. The carrier previously notified 36,000 employees they faced potential job cuts, but they were able to reduce that number to 16,000 through various voluntary buyouts and early retirement programs. The carrier said then it was able to further reduce the total number of furloughs by working with union partners, introducing new voluntary options, and proposing creative solutions that would save jobs. to the COVID-19 pandemic, United had just under, under 100,000 employees. Drivers in New Jersey will see a jump in gas prices starting today. As of October 1st, New Jersey's gas tax is going up 9.3% a gallon, roughly a 22% increase. California's gasoline tax rate ranks number one in the nation. Pennsylvania comes in number two, and now New Jersey shot up to number three with its rate at 50.7 cents a gallon. Delaware is way down on the list at number 40. The increase stems from a 2016 law that requires the tax rate to be adjusted each October, if necessary, to make sure there's enough cash for New Jersey's Transportation Trust Fund. If collections don't meet the needed level, the tax is adjusted. When quarantine hit, New Jersey's gas consumption dropped, and this summer we learned that the tax would be adjusted in October. For perspective, in 2018, the tax increased by about 10 cents, and last year the rate stayed flat. Jeez. In sports this morning... Sacks are yummy. All sacks are yummy. (laughs) 
In game one of the NBA Finals, Anthony Davis scored 34 points. LeBron James had 25 points, 13 rebounds, and 9 assists. And the L.A. Lakers beat the Miami Heat 116-98 last night. For the Heat, point guard Goran Dragic left the second quarter with uh, and was diagnosed with a torn plantar fascia oh, in his left foot. Also, All-Star center Bam Adebayo left in the third quarter after aggravating his left shoulder strain. Game two is tomorrow night. In the first round of the baseball playoffs, the Yankees, Astros, and Rays all won to advance to the division series round. The Braves, Marlins, Cardinals, and Dodgers all won game one in their first round series. And the Tennessee Titans <coughs> adding one additional player uh, test, testing positive for COVID-19 while the latest round of coronavirus testing yielded no positive results for the Minnesota Vikings. The league found no close contacts with linebacker Kamale Correa, the Titans player who was placed on the reserve list after the test came back positive, indicating that the isolation procedures are working. Three Titans players and five team personnel members tested positive for the coronavirus. The three players, nose tackle Daquan Jones, long snapper Bo Brinkley, and tight end Tommy Hudson have been placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. And we welcome you to Thursday morning. The majority of our work week uh, getting out of the way. That's a wonderful thing. And we have a new month. That means we have a new calendar. That's right. Girl to highlight. So we are going to say goodbye to the month of September. And the very amazing Carly May, who we love to death, uh, was our calendar girl for that month. And now we move into October and we bring you Brittany. Brittany is our calendar girl. Awesome. For the entire 31 days of uh, October. And Halloween to, you know, October month. I know she's a big fan of Halloween. Yeah, so uh, Brittany is from Philly. And uh, we now welcome her to your uh, to your wall or wherever you may be hanging your calendar this morning. So make sure that you do flip over the presidency. Totally office calendar on this morning, first day of October. All right, so we have some things happening on the program today. We have uh, from Dateline NBC, Josh Mankiewicz is going to be joining us. And it's on tomorrow night. Uh, but we're heading into the season of horror movies. And this next story, and of course, you know, Dateline, it's it's. You know, I watch it all the time, man. It's a real story, and they they keep you hanging on. There's oh, always yeah. a twist, and oh, yeah. uh, uh, so we'll, we haven't talked to anybody <laughs> from Dateline in a long time. But uh, it has to do with a horror movie, actually, a, an actress in a horror movie. This particular one, very cool, yeah, very so cool, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it, the, the tomorrow night's episode is called "A Killer Role." A killer role, but was it? Yeah. So <laughs> we'll find out. From Josh later on this morning. And then we're also going to talk to Chris Hardwick because Walking Dead Season 10 returns on Sunday. So Excellent. We'll uh, chat with him about uh, all things and uh, wa- coming zombie to an end. and whatnot. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Um, we also have, I know there's something else. Oh, yeah. Oh, Rocktober Madness uh, gets started today. Today, uh, with Pierre Robert at 11 a.m. and uh, or is it 11:30? Let me double check. Yeah, 11:30 and 1:30 with Pierre. So I believe. The first matchup, is it going to be between us? Or no, I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. Here, here's what happens. Yeah. So the way I've been, uh, exp- it's been explained to me. In the bracket, so you have the Pierre Pancake bracket, the Preston Steve bracket, the Jackson Sarah bracket, and the Jackie Brent bracket. Pierre, at 1130, is going to play a face-off in the Pierre Pancake brackets. And then at 1.30, he'll do a face-off in the Preston and Steve brackets. And then Jackson at 3.30 will do the Jackson and Sarah brackets. And then at 5.30, he'll do the Jackie and Brent. And then eventually, it's going to narrow down to we have our winner of our own personal bracket. And then those... 
go up against the other staff members MMR. Now, I know you don't get it, but that's okay. Mm, it's going to be fun anyway. Uh, yes, and now that I know that it works this way, I'm uh, regarding our selections with extra pride because I yeah. think we have some good good potential all the wayers. Yeah, we do. Uh, so we'll see how it all plays out, but it starts today, which is uh, pretty awesome. So we're getting ready for that. Uh, we have these things and more. I'll uh, I'll get it all together here and have it laid out for you in just a little bit. Let's take a break, though. There are a lot of stories in the entertainment report today. Uh, heartbreaking one to lead with, which we'll bring you when we get back, as well as a stupid question to give away. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them, too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's give something away. We're going to ask a stupid question, and the prize that we have today is a $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. All right, with it being October and we have uh, Halloween on the brain, what do you call the movable indicator of a Ouija board, which is shaped like a heart? Uh-huh. What's that thing called? 215-263-WMMR. That is a number. We went to a Halloween store last night, and they had a pillow of this thing uh, in that shape. And it's I'm like, cool. I almost bought it. It was yeah. pretty cool looking. So what do you call the movable indicator of a Ouija board that is uh, shaped like heart? 215-263-WMMR. Let's go through some birthdays today. It is Thursday, October 1st, of Kurt, of course, and uh, Brie Larson's birthday is today. Captain Marvel is great in that, man. Uh, I really enjoyed the movie. Uh, it's not in the upper, upper level of the movies, but they needed to get it out because she was so awesome in Endgame. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I myself enjoyed it quite a bit. So uh, she celebrates her 31st birthday today, Brie Larson. Uh, also celebrating birthday today, singer and guitarist of Better Than Ezra, Kevin Griffin. Uh, they performed here in our studio and were super nice and sounded great. And uh, we just say thank you for the music. Yeah. Okay. That was, joke. that was a joke for you, Casey. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, I get it 50, now. He's 52 today. A <laughs> friend of ours, a, a friend of ours <laughs> was really excited to meet uh, Better Than Ezra and said yeah. thank you for the music and then felt like an idiot afterwards for, for saying that. For the rest that. of her life. But that's actually a, that's nice, a nice thing to a say. Nice compliment. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just... Maybe she looked back and thought it wasn't that original, well, but so what? It should have been. If you want to really engage a band, you ask them if they've been to all 50 states. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Nick question yeah, for Dave Matthews, it. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, all yeah. have those moments. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, yeah. Those Chris Farley. Stupid. This is one I'm going to crack yeah. through. He's gonna be, we're going to be friends now. We're going to have a travel. I'm sorry. What did you just ask? Mm-hmm. Clear the room. I want to spend some time with this gentleman. I, uh, I have to go over there. Yeah. Yeah, but it I, wasn't. I, I pulled that. I pulled that on on Rush. I, I for, had the fortune to meet them. I think three times. Not Neil, but uh, Getty and Alex. And, and Alex was wearing a Trailer Park Boys shirt because he was in an episode of the Trailer Park Boys. And oh, yeah. I thought I was going to be, you know, clever. And I woke up. I'm sorry. I I woke up. And I go. I'm here to meet the Trailer Park Boys. Uh, and Alex kind of looked. He just goes, Well, I guess that's me. Uh, oh, yeah, oh man. man. Well, let ah, me ask. Damn it. Are you guys fans of Better Than Ezra? <laughs> Should have said that. 
It would have been better. So it wasn't just what she said to Kevin from Better Than Ezra. It was his response that really, because she she says, thanks for the music. He goes, oh, thanks for the music. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> he actually put yeah. his cigarette out yeah. on the forehead. <laughs> oh, thanks for the music. <laughs> Uh, Kevin, Get out of here! Kevin Griffin is 52 today. Uh, Mark McGuire, a baseball player, set the single-season home run record with 70 in 1998. That was broken uh, in, 19, in 2001 by Barry Bonds, and they were both juicing. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. they were both using uh, ADHD, right? Or not ADHD, uh, HGH. Yeah. Yeah, DVDA, DVDA. Yeah, they were they using both. both. Did it. <laughs> yeah. I think he has a job now. He's got a. I think he's a bench coach or a, a, oh, yeah. a batting instructor in maybe San Diego. But yeah, um, he regrets it. He's he hasn't come clean talking about it. He right. hasn't. You know, Barry Bonds just doesn't. He basically ignores it. McGuire said he, he did some things that were wrong. Right. Um. But I mean, that season, that '98 season. I started paying attention to baseball again. It was pretty exciting. It was fun. And uh, you know what? Listen, probably a lot of guys were doing that. Oh, of yeah. course. But even even if, if they're all doing it, still somebody has to be better than the other one, you know what I mean, while doing it. So. And that is a point, believe it or not. I forget the name of the documentary. It's really good. But the the one, there were two brothers, bodybuilders, and one was doing it the natural way, and the other one was juicing. And, and um the the movie is surprisingly even handed though the guy who is the director is staunchly against it he sa- he says if you're all compete just what you said if everyone's doing it then the bar has now been set and you're all competing with the same asset yeah. Yeah. so who excels at that point yeah. it becomes you know more dangerous i guess you yes, know it when, does. when it's a, a full contact uh, sport with like football and or just a contact sport with baseball but it's the same thing with the tour de france yeah uh, they're all doing it. They're yeah. all, you know, it's yeah. like, all right, well, who can do it the best and get away with it? Right. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, he's 57 today. Uh, Randy Quaid, mm-hmm. who is bonkers, uh, Dennis Quaid's brother, a lot of great movies, a lot of great movies. So Vac- good. Vacation movies, Kingpin is a favorite of yours, Steve. I love Kingpin. And you know what he was really excellent in? He played LBJ in a uh, in a CBS miniseries. I remember that. He was great. Yeah, he can pull off drama yeah. as well. He's 70 years old today, but man, he's... He's made some really bizarre videos, and, and obviously he's done, he's grown out his beard and hair, and he looks a little bit unkempt, but wow. Uh, so 70 today. Uh, here's another good one for you, Stephen Collins. Oh, my God. Seventh Heaven and so on, and he was, uh, yeah, he is. He is here's a guy who's. way with young, uh, underage girls. Yeah, super good looking, and then and then he was asking, yeah, and there, there was a parent, was there audio of it? Or yeah, something. he admitted it. In, yeah, in a, he was talking to somebody in, to a psychologist, in, or flat out admitted it. Yeah, yeah. he's seventy three today. Uh, and guess who else has a birthday today too? Hall of Famer Rod Carew. <laughs> I worked on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is seventy five today. He converted. Uh, Julie Andrews, the great singer and actress, uh, she celebrates her eighty fifth birthday. With songs they have sung for a thousand years. The hills I think we tried, uh, attempted to show the sound of music to our kids. It was just no a, interest, huh? A little too dated for them. I wonder if I tried again because my my daughter is really into musicals now. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if she might appreciate it. I never did, and I loved musicals growing up. I just couldn't get into it. You know it, what you man. have to oh do? God. Honestly, yeah. Preston, oh, maybe you'll it. agree with this. You have to clear a, a portion of the movie 
And then once you get to that latter part, you yes. will then reappreciate yeah. the first part. Once they once they start to gel as a family, right. yeah, that's, when, it's, that's right. when it takes off. Yes. Also, it's three hours long, so it's yes. uh, you know it's a bit too uh, it's a lot. But um, my girlfriend's never seen it either, so I was thinking about showing it to her. Uh, it was an entire category on Jeopardy last week or the week before, and they were going around Austria and a bunch of different places where they filmed it. It was pretty neat. It was yeah. like a big that was a big deal in my house when that was on. It was like it's okay, great. we're sitting down, we're, we're watching the three hour movie, and yeah. yeah. But I think that maybe it's just past its time. I don't know that you're going to get your kids into it. I know. I know it was as a kid too when when the Wizard of Oz would come on yeah. yes and when uh, the Sound of Music or the Ten Commandments yes they were yeah. like these were big TV big deals. moments okay hang on Sound of Music on TV if it's uh, not on TV uh, if it's not on commercial TV how long is it two hours I, and fifty two minutes yeah, okay it's still a three hour adventure it's... on TV it was like four plus hours by the way a quick little aside to this whole thing they are now running movies that. Will run 120 minutes and they'll end up three hours long on some channels. Oh my it's god! Like knock it off. The two channels that are the worst for that are CMT yes! and yes. BET. Unbelievable! Hate CMT. You'll see four hours set aside. Revenge watch. of the Nerd starts at eight. Vinny. Yeah, yeah. And, and ends at midnight. <laughs> and they what? Like- and they cut in like you know mid sentence, yeah. you know, for a commercial. Uh-huh. <laughs> My God, I think and I think it's AMC must have an automated commercial selection time <laughs> because the, I mean, you're literally dealing with scenes like we the jury fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? I am an FBI commercial. Blue <laughs> emu. It don't stink. Mm-hmm. Uh, also celebrating a birthday today is Jimmy Carter, president <laughs> yes. of the United States. Uh, he is 96 years 96? old. Yeah, I know, man. Holy moly. And uh, with the brain tumor, was that a year and a half, two years uh, ago? Something uh, like about that. that. Yeah. He seems to be doing fine. Wow. God bless him, man. And in your 90s and you hear brain tumor and, and going in for procedure, you think, okay, it's time to say your goodbyes, you know. But uh, he still keeps, keeps cranking along. Uh, actor and comedian Christopher Titus. Uh, who's been by here on a couple of occasions, uh, celebrates his 56th birthday today. Uh, actor Isai Morales. Always liked him. Yeah, he was in, obviously, um, La, Bamba. Uh, La Bamba. But uh, it says here NYPD Blue, but I'm telling you, man, I didn't even watch the whole series, but him in Ozark? Yeah, well. Wow. You have to finish season one. I know, I do. Okay. Uh, but uh, just... What I saw of him, and, and you know, I didn't what? see I hadn't seen him in a while, and I'm like, is that is that Isai Morales? Yeah. And I went and checked. I'm like, sure enough, I'm like, damn, he is evil. <laughs> uh, so he is 58 years old today. And the last birthday I bring up is singer Yusu Endor. Uh, so in the he, he toured with Peter Gabriel for years, but in, yeah. the, in the song In Your Eyes, at the end, that kind of um, oh, yeah. that wild vocal yeah. styling, that's him singing. It's really, and to see him do it live is pretty amazing. So uh, Yusu Endor turns uh, 61 Years old today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What do you call the movable indicator on a Ouija board that is shaped like a heart? Two one five two six three WMMR is the number, and I will go to uh, Laura. She's been on hold long. Say, hey, Laura. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Laura. What do you call that uh, indicator on the Ouija board? A planchette. Planchette. Yes. <laughs> you are correct, Laura. Hang on. <laughs> We're going to save you up the fifty dollars dining credit. 
And an overnight stay at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Winner of 17 Best Gaming Awards in Casino Player Magazine, including Best Suites, Best Spa, and Favorite Casino Magazine, uh, Favorite Resort. Indoor and outdoor dining is now available. You can get fall escape rates at the hotel starting at $79 Sunday through Thursday. Visit Hard Rock Hotel AtlanticCity.com. Uh, we're going to start with some unfortunate news, uh, but not surprising because she had been s- having such a hard time. But Chrissy Teigen announced that she and her husband, John Legend, have lost their baby days after she was admitted to the hospital with severe bleeding. Uh, the model shared the heartbreaking news with a lengthy post and series of images on social media uh, saying that their little boy, Jack, had died following so many complications. She wrote in the post, we're shocked. And in the kind of deep pain you only hear about, the kind of pain... We've never felt before. Uh, we were never able to stop the bleeding and give our baby the fluids he needed despite bags and bags of blood transfusions. It just wasn't enough. Uh, the devastating post included five black and white photos taken to the hospital showing Chrissy crying on her bed as well as a shot uh, showing her and John cradling their son. In a heartbreaking addition to the post, Chrissy revealed that for some reason she and John had begun calling their unborn baby Jack despite only naming their other kids after they were born. Uh, she had said, um, for some reason, we started co- to call this little guy Jack in my belly Jack. So he will always be Jack to us. Jack worked so hard to be a part of our little family, and he will be forever to our Jack. She said, I'm so sorry uh, that the first few moments of your life were met with so many complications uh, that we couldn't give you the home you needed to survive. We will always love you. So how, traditional. So, I'm sorry, Kathy, go ahead. No. How, so how far along was she? Like, how old was the baby? She was, that is a good question, Kathy. Weeks, was it 24 weeks? Well, okay. just above your um, uh, uh Yeah, yeah. So, so she must have had to, she had to deliver the baby and everything. Yeah. yeah. A stillbirth is when a baby is born. It, okay, so uh, apparently she was on serious bed rest. She was halfway through her pregnancy, which is around 20 to 24 weeks. A stillbirth is when a baby is born dead at 20 weeks or later, 24 weeks or later. So I don't know if this is technically considered Still a miscarriage cons- right. or a stillbirth. Uh, what t- so is there a, a standard time at which you lock on a name for a baby? I know you wait till the first trimester is complete before you make your announcement. It's a usual sort of thing, right? It's, like, it's like up, yeah, it's, it's up, up to, to the, yeah, some, we, yeah. We started people. kicking names around right away. Uh, yeah. And we'd settle in when when the one was like, that's it. You know yep. what I mean? That's that's uh, how we, we did. We didn't have a timetable. My mom miscarried with a, a brother that would have been my older brother between my older, oldest brother, uh, older brother, Gene Bart would have been his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's, 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 it's kind of interesting and, and weird to think of that, yep. you know, yeah. So, Preston, Caroline is your youngest. Uh, would Caroline have been the name for Parker or Carter? No, no, we didn't come upon that name until we had, we had Rochelle remembers all the alternate gender names okay. for all the kids because we didn't know the <clears throat> genders of the baby until they were born. Uh, so we had two names ready to go for each one up until, you know, delivery time. <clears throat> Because my sister uh, is the oldest, and we um, we don't have any more girls in our family, so each one of the boys, if we were a girl, was going to be named Molly, and we, my mom never had another girl. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, Chrissy said, thank you to everyone who's been sending us positive energy, thoughts, and prayers. We feel all of your love and truly appreciate you. You are so grateful uh, for the life we have, uh, for our wonderful babies, Luna and Miles, for all the amazing things that we've been able to experience. So sad news to lead with. Um, however, let's move on to something else. Uh, Kylie Jenner is using her influence to get people to vote. In a recent Instagram post, she urged slash directed her almost 200 million followers. That's 
That's unbelievable. To register on vote.org. And That's the, almost two-thirds of the country. And the site saw a 1,500% boost in traffic from Instagram. Uh, uh, the site also got an 80% increase in total users of its registration tool over the previous day, meaning the estimated 48,000 users registered because of her post. About 138 million Americans voted in 2016. So far this year, 1 million people have cast ballots. Uh, the highest rate of early voting in U.S. history, same uh, time last presidential election, less than 10,000 people had voted. So uh, she got some people motivated, which is a good thing. Uh, now, here's more good news. Uh, Kevin and Aniko Hart are welcoming their second child into their family. Aniko shared, uh, Ke- now, I don't know how to pronounce the name. Just say Kevin. Kaori, Kaori. My Hart. Oh, Kayak. Kayak. Kaori, my heart's arrival on Instagram uh, and wrote nine months prepping to fall in love for a lifetime. Uh, Inigo's post had read. And uh, Kaori joins their two-year-old son, Kenzo. So they're going with the K thing yes. here, I guess. Uh, so you have Kevin, and what? And her name is Aniko, so she's got a K in her name, too. Uh, and Kevin's two kids from the previous marriage to his ex-wife, uh, Tori, 15-year-old uh, Heaven and 12-year-old Hendrix. So they were going with the H thing with the first marriage. Yeah. And the second marriage, they're going with the K thing here. Or he is. You should always have a specific letter for each of your marriages. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't. That just makes it don't mix different those. and special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this one will be special. <laughs> uh, I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman, the movie, was good yeah. for Jason Alexander's career, but his personal life, not so much. The 61 year old tells Robin Bronk on uh, her podcast. It was an odd way to meet a national audience because I was known around the world as the a-hole who tried to rape Julia Roberts. Oh, my God. He said women hated me. I would walk down the street and women would say mean things to me. And I got punched many times. I got spit on by one woman. Well, you remember how big that movie was. Oh, yeah. It just people fell in love with it. They fell in love with her. And a, a lot of times it's hard for people to distinguish between the actor and the role. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sure there are other there are other roles that would probably come to mind where people... Well, are... you remember Al Molina. We spoke to uh, him exactly. about uh, Not Without My Daughter. Yeah. And he said <laughs> women would come up to him and berate him, and he's like... Uh, it's it, not me. It was a role. I was it playing was... a guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I guess it happens from time to time. But he got spit on. He said it was a rough year that year. Uh, uh, rough year also for Olivia J. Giannulli. That's Lori Laughlin's daughter, yes, right? Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ap- follow her on Insta, Preston. Okay, after her parents were arrested and sentenced for committing fraud to get her into the University of Southern California, her boyfriend, Jack Guthy, got busted for drunk driving. Mr. Guthy. Uh, the 24-year-old was pulled over in Santa Monica and cited for misdemeanor and released later that day. Uh, they have been dating on and off since early Last year, wouldn't it be cool if your boyfriend and your mom ended up in the same jail? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they could maybe they they hit it off. Yeah. What are so. you doing here? <laughs> Showtime has unveiled a first look at R.J. Cutler's feature documentary Belushi about, of course, John Belushi. Oh. Uh, there will be old and new interviews with friends and co-stars, including Dan Aykroyd, Lauren Michaels, Chevy Chase, Harold Ramis. Jane Curtin, Ivan Reitman, uh, Penny Marshall, and Carrie Fisher, and letters to his wife, Judy. Uh, of course, died in 1982. He was only 33 years old. I watched it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Be good. yeah. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Trailer's up on uh, PrecedentSteve.com if you haven't seen it yet. Nice. 
Uh, Dwayne Johnson's NBC comedy series, Young Rock, which is inspired by his life, has been cast. Uh, Johnson and Fresh Off the Boat creator and executive producer... Uh, Nanchaka Khan, I guess is how you say it. Nanchaka Khan. <laughs> Nanchaka Khan. Nanchaka Khan. It's spelled N-A-H-N-A-T-C-H-K-A. Uh, I'm, I'm tapping out on that Good one. luck on yeah. that one. Yeah, Nanchaka Khan. Nanchaka Khan. Uh, are developing... Enchilada Khan. Nanchaka Khan. Let me rock it. Let me rock it. Let me Let me rock it. That's all I want to do. Nanchaka Khan. By the way, Casey is popping and locking. Shut up. Okay. Entertainment news. Johnson will appear as himself, and Bradley Constant will portray Johnson at age 15 with Marco Polo star Uli Latukepu playing him from the ages 18 to 20. Aha. All right. We got that. All right. So. Here's a story about, normally I say Zendaya, okay? So uh, a listener had emailed me that we have indeed been pronouncing her name incorrectly, and she sent me a link to a video of Zendaya herself pronouncing how her name is said. So it is, how is it? It's Zendaya. Zendaya. Oh, it's, it's actually phonetic if you look at the name. Oh, yeah. Zendaya. So that is how she says it. So okay. I will now call her Zendaya because that is indeed how it is pronounced. So Zendaya... Uh, may take on the role of Ronnie Spector in a biopic from A24 on the Ronettes. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, they made history earlier this month as the youngest person um, to win an Emmy as lead actress in a drama. It says they or she, but anyhow, a uh, series for her role in uh, HBO's Euphoria. So I, what is Euphoria? I don't know. Oh, it's a show on HBO. It follows her. She's a... Uh... You know, a young uh, kid who is um, struggling to, you know, really find herself struggling with drugs. Okay. And um, there's, there's sex and it, it's, it's yeah. controversial yeah. in how open it is. Oh, really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she, uh, yeah, she got an, uh, an Emmy, which is cool. So, all right. Uh, so the Ronnie Spector biopic might be coming out. Any word on who would play Phil Spector? No, they haven't mentioned it in that particular story, but yeah, I'd be quite Dan, interested. Dan Rather? Maybe Dan Rather, yeah. I think you've got something. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, he went crazy and threatened to kill her. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a pretty wild, it's an I can teach, well, it's not as brutal, but right. it's up there. Yeah, not not as physically brutal, Tina but Turner, yeah. mentally definitely. Right, right. Uh, you like this, Steve. Oscar Isaac and Jake Gyllenhaal accepted an offer they couldn't refuse. Isaac will portray director Francis Ford Coppola. While Gyllenhaal will play Paramount studio head Robert Evans in Francis and the Godfather, a movie about the making of the film The Godfather. And it will focus on the push and pull between Coppola and Evans as they worked on the 1972 classic. Well, I love this story. Robert Evans, there was a documentary that Robert Evans himself narrated, and I think it's called The Kid Stays in the Picture. And it was about um, his fight, all them fighting and fighting with Paramount, like to keep Pacino in the movie and and uh, to follow through with the movie and all of the troubles, all the things that could have gone wrong, yeah, you could scarcely imagine. It's amazing that it ended up being the quintessential American masterpiece. Wouldn't it be wild if this movie that they're making is so successful that 40 years from now they, they make, make a, movie. a movie about the making of this movie, Listen, about the making of that movie? I like movies about the making of movies. There was one, Steve, you probably saw it, RKO 128. Oh, it's great. Oh, this is Citizen Kane. Yeah. yeah. It was really well done. With uh, Liev Schreiber. Yeah, yeah. And uh, John Malkovich. 
Uh, and and so when they do it right, it can be a really compelling story. The last one they did that was really good was with uh, it was Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. it was the making yeah. of whatever happened to Baby Jane. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so funny because to me, I'm like, no, I'll just watch the movie. <laughs> no like, kidding. Why would I want to watch them making the movie? I'll just watch the damn movie. It depends on what that movie meant to you. Yeah, I mean, you I know, mean, if if you if you loved that movie so much that you wanted more of whatever it is that came from that, you know. But 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 then again, often the story there is a whole story and melodrama that is yeah that. With just the movie as the backdrop that just has that going on. I got it's not, something. It's not always. Go ahead. I got something for you, Kathy. Because we found out recently that uh, Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze actually didn't get along during Dirty Dancing. Oh, right, right. What if they made a movie about that? That would be weird because he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so Oscar Isaac is not actually Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, we get yeah. an actor yeah. to play him. Yeah. Kathy, do you have a favorite movie? Uh, I, I mean, some of the old, like... I you mean, said Dirty Dancing, right? Well, so, like, there are movies I, I would consider my favorite movies if, if it is on. I've talked about this before. And no matter where it is in the movie, I'll start it and I'll watch it. Dirty Dancing's one, Titanic is one, Grease is one. Okay. So I guess I would con- those would be considered, you know, probably my all-time favorites. Did, when, but with Dirty Dancing, wasn't that the one when we said what movie you'd want to live, like, would like to... Oh, live? yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. You wanted to be Penny, the one who had the bad abortion, right? Oh, my God, right? no! Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so awesome. Listen, she ended up not really being a slut, so... She was not a slut. She was a slut. No. Yeah, Yeah. but it was portrayed that way by the father. She was slutty. She would go to the bar and get guys to buy her beers a lot. Oh, man. (laughs) Anyway, okay, so about this, uh, Coppola and Evans had famously butted heads throughout the filming of the movie... Uh, with the two sending telegrams back and forth to each other, the director responding to a concern Evans had, including uh, Nina Rota's music for the film, accused the producer of doing, quote, nothing on The Godfather other than annoy me and slow it down, according to a telegram that was shared on Twitter. And uh, Coppola had written, if you want a PR war or any kind of war, no one is better at it than me. Uh, Bob only questioned the Nina Rota music, because it wouldn't have been eligible for an Oscar since it wasn't an original piece of music. Uh, but thankfully, it stayed in. And Evans had replied, I'm so annoyed and exasperated by your fallacious accusations. That's oral sex. When all I do is praise your extraordinary talents as a filmmaker. Oh, and they show, they, they throw these $100 words back yeah. and forth at each other. Um, so he had, he had, Evans wrote, uh, I am affronted <laughs> by your gall in daring to send this Machiavellian epistle to the content of which is not only ludicrous, but totally misrepresents the truth. Dear Francis, do not mistake my kindness for weakness. Uh, By the way, Barry Levinson will direct uh, the production, which will uh, detail how Coppola and Evans gambled on the hit film. And Coppola has already given his uh, the project a stamp of approval. He said any move, any movie that Barry Levinson makes about anything will be interesting and worthwhile. No, so I, I'm de- cool. definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, it's yeah. a great story and a, a movie we love. Well, I know you guys are excited, <laughs> but the masked singer has been revealed. <laughs> yeah. Un- <laughs> and honestly, I hate this show, but um, I just don't say I hate it. I just pay, I, it, to me, I have no interest in it. Mm-hmm. I like, I can see your voice or your, hear your kneecaps. What are we promoting? Yeah. yeah. I can hear I can your, your voice. I can see your voice. I can see yes. your, I can see your, uh, your epidermis is showing. Yeah. I can, I can see your beef. No, I, I, I think the, um, uh, but I have to say I was shocked by this one. It, it changed the face of it TV It changed forever. the face of television. <laughs> so here's the moment that they revealed who was in the, I believe it was a, a gremlin costume. Yes. Uh-huh. 
right. Uh, so here we go. I think maybe this could be Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> oh. And I'll tell you why. I think he's saying hurry up. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, wait, Gremlin, what are you doing? Grim- no, I want to take this off right now. What's happening? The Gremlin's telling me he wants to take this off. It's too damn hot. What? Gr- Gremlin, you can't do That's not part of the show yet. Hold, hold up. I say let's go for We've it. We've lost control. It's the Gremlin show. Oh, my God. Mickey Rourke. Oh! <laughs> yeah, it was Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Frigging <laughs> Rourke. Right. I mean, me. they all, right? Yeah. I mean, that's. The That's funny thing is, you would send a, a contestant out in a Mickey Rourke costume. <laughs> yeah. right. That's got to be one of the biggest stars. Not singers, but stars. That uh, he's an Oscar show. winner. Yeah. 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 So. Um, okay. Did anybody hear his singing? No, yeah, him? I, I did not. Yeah, uh, I, I'm curious if he could sing worth a damn. No, I don't know. I think he tried to be a singer at one point did in he? his career. I think he's one of those who, you know... Springsteen did the song for The Wrestler about the... Remember the one-legged yeah, horse? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one-legged one dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think like... Um, you know, like Tony Danza, you know, he tried to be a singer and, and it didn't quite work out, so... All right, but do you remember back in the day when they did these... You know, Circus of the Stars and yeah. and uh, the the Battle of the Network Stars and it was like it was like the stars of the time. Like Brooke they were Shields. huge stars. Yes. they were the yeah. This yeah. is not the case now. Mickey Rourke is certainly a higher profile celebrity, but he's not really what you'd call happening right now. Can you imagine they take his mask off and you're like who. Yeah. Who's Who's also, who is this? He's <laughs> also done some goofy stuff in the past. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. boxing matches, the boxing like stuff. That, so. yeah. yeah, but Casey, when they reveal it, <clears throat> they look at him and they pretend that they know who he is. Yeah, but nobody knows who he is right oh away. Oh my God! It's, 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 it's a, oh! and then Nick Cannon's like, is that Martha Stewart? Wait, no, I don't. It's the opera. He's an actor. You. His lips look like All right. Melanie Griffith lips. <laughs> Marissa, Marissa grabs some audio of him uh, performing a song. So here we go. When the night oh God. comes, <laughs> the land is dark. Wow. The moon lives oh like we Oh, my God. I like it. <laughs> if the sky... Oh, my God. we look at her. What? Break it down. The mountains... Oh, my God. Oh, no. I don't, I don't want to I, I hear any more. Get Break it they, they get paid, right? <laughs> I would imagine. They have to. Start. Yeah, yeah he didn't get paid. They get scared. I won't cry. I won't cry. No, I won't. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. What's wrong with his cheek, by the way? I want to hear the chorus. Hang on. What are those words? He's wasted. <laughs> Hold on. You think? Stand me. Okay. And we have determined that they me. Good morning, it. <laughs> that they are not singing inside there, right? They are. I thought somebody told us they No, no they yeah, told us they, they were. Oh, they yeah. told us they yeah. did. Yeah. Okay. I forgot. It was Margaret Cho. Was it? Margaret okay. Cho told us, and because I asked yeah. the question, he said, how... 
it's obviously would be muffled, and they said no. They have microphones, microphones in there, inside. Yeah, I mean that would make sense that he would miss a few words. He's probably out of breath in there. Stand me, stand me. Do you guys want to hear his first song? Uh, sure. Yeah. out one or two words here and there. <laughs> Some people wow. think that's soulful by yeah. by uh, careening through the uh, the lyrics and yes. now, okay, I'm going to not hit this word and I'm going to... He's trying to sound a little like Tom Waits maybe or, you know, that's the best maybe. that he can do. I don't do, think but... he has an option. Yeah. 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 And then he made it through for a third song. He did not. Yes, he did. Wow. wow. Okay, <laughs> what is this? Oh, it's a crocodile <laughs> rock. <laughs> Remember, rock, crocodile, young, rock, wella, 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 wella. We already did that song, Mickey. Mickey! <laughs> I got a whole bunch of characters. Mickey Rourke, for yeah. Christ's sake. Wow, man. Oh, my God. Man. Oh, what is it? <laughs> No, we're not going to be All right. Sing, song, <laughs> man. All right, we need to get to the clips oh. if you guys don't mind. So let's do that now. Uh, contestants must conquer a board filled with cash and prizes while avoiding the whammy in the revival of Press Your Luck. In this clip, host Elizabeth Banks discusses watching the show while she was growing up. It was the after school like special that me and my sibs needed to watch every day. I, I loved, when they first presented to me, I was like, wait, they're going to bring back this show that was my favorite thing in the world. And then also the whammies. We we kept a lot of the old animation style, so it's got this really kitschy uh, whammy to it that just brings back so many memories. <laughs> uh, press your luck. Airs tonight. That's at 8 o'clock on ABC. I just uh, rewatched be a great host. Seabiscuit. Uh, I'd forgotten how good she is in that. She, yeah. She's excellent. Yeah, she's a really good actress. Mm-hmm. She's more interested now uh, with the directing. Yeah. Next clip. Eli Ross, History of Horror, takes an in-depth look at the history and pop culture significance of the film genre. And in this clip, Eli discusses what horror classics scared him as a child. Exorcist is a movie that traumatized me like no other. And and then my parents were like, you're Jewish. We're fine. We have to worry about Dybbuk. I'm not worried about Dybbuk. I was like, I'll be the, I'll be the exception. I was, swore I was going to get possessed. <laughs> <laughs> well, they it. they did make an Exorcist movie about the Dybbuk called The Possession, oh, and yeah. Modest Yahoo is yeah. the quote-unquote rabbi exorcist in that. That's right. Uh, Eli Roth's History of Horror airs next Saturday night at 10 o'clock, and that's on AMC. It's a great series. I saved all the original run of the series on my DVR, and I'll jump into it, but they uh, it's if you want a good sort of... Um, 
so, suggestion selection for Halloween. That's a great so, show to watch. That's what we got entertainment-wise. we got to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We're going to have Chris Hardwick on the show talking about Walking Dead Season 10 returning and also from Dateline NBC, Josh Mankiewicz will be on two. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. We all got kind of hosed on that whole basketball bracket thing back in March. So we're bringing back the bracket with MMR's Rocktober Madness. Each weekday, listen as your favorite bands battle it out and you decide who wins. Starting with 64 bands split into four regions. Pierre Pancake, Preston Steve, Jackson Sarah, and Jackie Brent. Matchups every weekday at 11.30 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. with Pierre and 3.30 and 5.30 with Jackson. And that's where you come in. Pull up the app or WMMR.com and vote for your favorite bands to move on or go home. It all comes down to one band. Ground champion of Rocktober Madness. Sponsored by Horizon Services. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and indoor air quality. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Hey, I want to thank uh, Julie and Ryan Ball. Uh, they sent us a little care package. Uh, they sent some highlighters and Sharpies to me and Casey. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so uh, a Sharpie to Casey and then highlighters for me. I don't know. It just says, thanks for making us laugh daily. And then uh, they wrote, uh, I put your names on them so no one can steal them. Uh, so they actually put little labels on our, our it, Sharpies and, and highlighters. It does happen. It says, P.S. Ryan's at Fairways Golf Course in Warrington. So thank you, uh, Julie and Ryan Ball, for the little care package. That was uh, very, very nice of you. Uh, let me let me do it, if you don't mind, uh, a real quick shard out because I have, like, loads of them, and I want to try to get through them and uh, move them along. But I got this one. It says, hey, my, I'd like a shout out from my wonderful mother, Karen Montagna. Uh, she raised three kids by herself and is stuck by us through all the arguments and headaches that come along with being a single parent. One of her greatest gifts that she's ever given me was uh, popping on Y100 on the way to school and letting me in on the shenanigans that y'all would get into 20-plus years later, and we still listen. Oh, my God. <clears throat> I podcast every night at work, and she listens every day, and I can't think of anything better to show the, her love. Uh, love you, Mom. Her birthday is on Thursday, October 1st. I nailed it. It's wow. today. Uh, myself and my stepdad, Jeff, also have October birthday, so it would be nice to hear regardless of the date. With love, Eric uh, Moran Foskey. And then he says, P.S., she said to mention that she's Matt's sister-in-law. She knows y'all are amigos. I don't know. I know like seven Matt or eight. Cord? I don't. I, I know a bunch of Matts. Yeah. Matt O'Donnell. So, and, and, and Matts that you guys don't know. So I, I don't really know. Wait, Matt. you know Matts we don't know? But that's not, that's I, not true. I know some Matts that you don't He's know. He's trying to sound cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, play the shard out, please. So that is from Eric to his mother, Karen Montagna. And then uh, one last one, and then I'll do some others later on. But it says, hey, I was hoping you can get a shard out to my wife. Uh, Krista, for being the top individual fundraiser for the Eagles Autism Challenge this year by wow. raising over $30,000. Nice Way to go. Uh, she does so much to support this cause and the needs of our autistic six-year-old son, Logan. Over the last three years, our team, which is called a forced to be reckoned with because their last name is Forced, uh, has raised almost $70,000. Please make the short extra juicy for her. You guys rock. So that's from Eric Forced, and that is for his wife, Krista. So, that's awesome. Go. Great work, man. Yeah. That's that's outstanding. That's great to hear. Um, so 
We talked about this last year, but uh, apparently today is the beginning of cuffing season. Right. And uh, that's where two guys put their penises together. No, that's docking. That's docking. Oh, yeah. I, I get it wrong all the time. Is cuffing. that where you watch your wife have sex with someone? Nah, else? That's no, cucking. that's cucking. That's cucking season. Oh. I don't know when that starts. We used to have a chart in the studio. Yeah, we have to get that back <laughs> up here. Uh, no, cuffing season is when people start to want to be tied down in a serious relationship. This is according to licensed clinical psychologist Dara Bushman who said the cold weather and lack of outdoors and sunshine causes singles to become lonely and desperate, and they know it's coming, and so they want to go ahead and get in a May I suggest another reason why this happens at this point in time? Because you're laying the groundwork for the big holidays that are coming up as well, and people don't like to be alone on those holidays. Yeah, that's part of it, too. Yes. Yep. I mean, do you think that maybe it's biological? Like, for the same maybe. reason? like. A Dude, lot of this stuff like is rooted. Yes, yes. absolutely, like, absolutely. And I don't. I'm not changing the subject. But have you guys heard about the? Uh, it's like a contest. They, they. I believe it's in Alaska. Uh, like the biggest bear. The Iditarod. No, 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 no. Oh, like fat the, bear season. Fat bear season. Yeah. So they'll take a picture of a bear in the summer. It's great. And then they're they're tagged right. And then they'll take another picture of the bear now. And you know, it's amazing how they get like so much bigger. Like, do, so do you think maybe this is biological? Maybe. That be, it might be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, by the by, the way, the biggest bear thing. So fat bear season. Fat they do bear every, season. National okay. Park Service uh, sponsors it. It's usually at Katmai National Park, which is in Alaska. And so, yeah, Casey just described it perfectly. Uh, the, uh, a bear, though, will engage in intermittent fasting. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's all the rage. Juice cleanse. Yeah, juice cleanse. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. side note, it's fun to watch. Uh, <laughs> bears are hilarious. But wait a minute. So uh, is it? It's a contest for people to take a picture? Because it's no, a voting that's contest. That's a little dangerous. Oh, it's social media. Still. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you go You're to, the uh, biggest bear I've ever seen. Hold still. Like the- <laughs> It's on National Park Service's uh, Instagram and Katmai National Park's uh, Instagram, and they just have some fun with it. Okay. The fat bear's pictures are, they almost look doctored. They're that fat. Well, I think what they're feeding on are the people attempting to take the pictures <laughs> for, for fat bear season. Right. <laughs> Uh, I would have to see that for myself, the before and afters, uh, to, to get, uh... Yeah, this is officially Fat Bear Week, so... Yeah. Okay. What's great is, the difficult part, Preston, is getting the bear to hold a newspaper with the current date on it, <laughs> so you can verify. So you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but getting back to, to cucking season... Um, cuffing. Cuffing season. Mm-hmm. I know two young women who have, uh, recently decided to give up their single status. They were having fun being single over the summer, and um, they have, uh, according to them, they've tied. They got wifed up, is what they said. And so they decided to, they made a deliberate decision to stop being single and to seek out a boyfriend. Okay, see, and that's why I, I thought maybe this is a bit of a myth, and and that uh, it's more like Casey's thing, where people just kind of gravitate towards each other when things start getting cooler. But sometimes people will intently go forward and say, "I'm going to get in this relationship." For the time being, I don't know I if think, I've ever heard, you've heard this. Well, Nick? Yeah, I have, and I, I think that sort of going back to what Kathy and, and we were talking about with flirting uh, a few days ago, I think that the women have a lot more control when it comes to this type of thing than men do. That mm. the women can say, "I'm not, I'm going to stop flirting. I'm going to stop being the single girl in the summer. I want a boyfriend. Therefore, I'm going to seek out a relationship." If, yesterday, Kathy talked about we were talking about flirting. Kathy said she would uh, give sex for drinks. <laughs> right, right, no, that's what she did said. Did I just hear that? <laughs> yes. Not full I intercourse, said. but like oh, okay. hand things, mouth things, no, 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 no. right. Yeah. I said flirting. That's okay. all. Oh, flirting. That's I'm all. I would just okay. get drinks. No, I, but this, I, um, yeah, I'm sure people do it. I just don't understand it. Like to me, to, but to resolutely say to say, okay, yeah. like you're almost, you almost have a time frame in the calendar year. We, we and this is what you're seeming to suggest here, Preston, uh, is that okay? Now's the time to hunker down yeah. and get my partner. Right. 
All right, so I, from this article, I have seven identifiers that your relationship is probably not in it for the long haul or at least after March because that's when cuffing season ends. Well, but is that's number was... one, they're entered in the fat bear contest? <laughs> but that's what I was going to say. Like something like this, is th- this isn't a long-lasting relationship if all of a sudden you've right. decided, eh, I'm going to get a boyfriend. Yeah, So, and it says you're, you're definitely being used as a cuff if you fall under these, uh, and this is like a Cosmo thing, so take yeah, it yeah, for, yeah. The, for what it is. Okay, so uh, here you go. We'll start with this. There's a sense of urgency to meet. Let's be honest. Non-cuffers are vetting out dating app matches for weeks before they decide to meet up in real life. But during cuffing season, people don't have time to waste, and they're trying to get a uh, drink stat, it says. <laughs> so things move a little bit more quickly than you would normally have them move. Do they suggest the complications that have occurred because of all that's going on right now? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Nick had just pulled up an article with that, all right. uh, which, is, which is separate from this. So, Nick, I don't know if you want to... Scan that and sure. see if there's anything worth bringing but, up. But somebody texted in uh, to that point, Steve, saying, how do you date during COVID? I, and, and some people, yeah. I think, are just a little more flippant isn't the right word, but just um, cavalier, perhaps. I yeah. don't know. They just decide to go out and, and date. I'm wondering if, and, and this is something I felt like bringing up uh, a little while back, if if life during COVID, if anybody has has full-on gotten into a relationship with someone and not met in person during this time, you know, uh, because there's oh, yeah. been such an uptick on... Look, like on, Dina Lowen. On, on meeting. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so in meeting through, you know, Zoom chats yeah. and, and groups, not just work-oriented stuff, because uh, my wife is in this. Uh, she's got a whole new slew of friends now that she met through this this group, this Zoom right. group called, oh, really? the, yeah, the Quarren Fam. They go on every night, and they hang out and talk. and Every night? Yeah. And oh, so wow. I've since gone to some socially distanced gatherings of people I don't know. Oh, man. But she's really tight buddies with. Oh, my God. I so would been interesting. to go. I'd be like, these are not my friends. Yeah. You can go. That's fine. Stay away. But uh, these are I'm sorry. I'm such a supportive husband. <laughs> Uh, so anyhow, and, and I'm curious if people have, you know, full on. Your husband has something in his teeth. <laughs> I, got, I got it out, man. These RX bars are sticky. <laughs> have met and fallen in love during this time without meeting in person. And I bet you there's more of that going on than ever before. All right, anyhow, here's, right. An, here's another tip. We that keep veering away. You're being used as a cup. Uh, and you can call in with any any contributions right. you want. So uh, they are making holiday plans as a couple on the first few dates. Oh, geez. Now I've had that happen. I've did had you? Where, but but not as a couple. Where just uh, I started dating a girl right at the onset of the holidays, and it's all of a sudden we're going. You know, you're coming over for Thanksgiving, right? Uh, <laughs> sure. I guess so. Um, because that's. You're being thrown into the fire. Uh, I'm Jewish. What? <laughs> we don't celebrate Thanksgiving. I'm Jewish. That makes no sense. Uh, no, but uh, it says here, meeting the whole family is huge. You wouldn't share that experience with just anyone unless there's a reason you need to appear taken, quote unquote taken, at a family gathering to avoid a certain aunt who always tries to set you up. I started dating Claire. No, I didn't know. It started to really kick up when the holidays were kicking in, but um, it was going in the right direction to begin with. I think if you're starting, that's got to be weird at the beginning of a relationship. You're you're there with you know three generations of a family around a Thanksgiving table, yeah. and you're going to holiday gatherings. Like, oh boy, yeah. I think if anything, that might work against the longevity oh, of the man. relationship. You're just overwhelmed. When I started dating Rochelle, uh, we we started in September, so you know it's pretty. Yeah. Right, right at the the onset of the of the, the quote unquote holiday season, and 
it was around Christmas and and like her whole family, uh, and I mean her whole family, wow. extended family and everything, lived within like three blocks of each other. So uh, when I went over for Christmas, I mean, I was meeting great uncles and third cousins and, oh, no and all this stuff. And I was like, this wow. is Shemp. I felt yeah. really out of place, man. It is. It throws you off because you're still going through. You, you, you're you paying attention to all the machinations involved in just the dating process or the, the courting process. Yeah. And yeah. Now you got to worry about the family reviewing every move. All right. Here's another identifier that your relationship is probably not in it for the long haul and you might be a cuff. Uh, they make plans with you regularly, but nothing in the spring or beyond March. <laughs> The summer months are when the singles suddenly become sexy again. And we've talked Peeps. about that, the post-holiday breakup. So, by the way, just as a point of reference, cuff is, is that pertaining to off the cuff? No, it means like uh, handcuffs. Handcuffs, okay. Yeah. So, you're, you're cuffed up with somebody. Gotcha. You get hooked up to them. Uh, Nick, what is this over here? So, this is a reason why people are putting a little more pressure on themselves now um, because of uh, COVID. Okay, it says the dropping temperatures place more pressure on their dates, uh, they all say that they plan to make it through a cold, quarantined cuffing season by making time for their most important platonic and familial relationships. And so a lot of people are going on dates now, especially outside, because they, if they are interested in cuffing season and want to get uh, hooked up with somebody, the dates now have more pressure because they realize they're going to be outside for those dates yeah. and they're not going to be able to do as many of those in the winter months. You can get tests and bring them into your bubble and make sure, you know, yeah. uh, you can get all that stuff uh, and then uh, set up all that hazmat stuff at home with those Suit you put on when you walk into a room, Preston, where it trails behind you, all that stuff. Like E.T.? Right. Yeah, I like E.T., exactly. Right. Uh, here, You want to get it on? <laughs> your fingers are huge. Oh, my God. Uh, here are it's the... It's going to come out your mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. E.T. <laughs> <laughs> I got to put a rubber stopper at the end from having to go out you through your teeth. Open your mouth. You can see a glow coming mm. out. <laughs> That's your butt light. <laughs> <laughs> Turn on your butt light. <laughs> Why is it called a fleshlight, by the way? It doesn't because light it, up. N- no, it but it looks, looks like, like a flashlight. flashlight. They can't fix oh, everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little. Hey, I'm not, I, appreciate, I appreciate the insight on that, man. That was great. Well, yeah, sometimes it, you don't know. It's the shape of a flashlight, yeah, like okay. a mag flashlight, and uh, instead it's got a fleshy type substance that you put your unit into. Why do they Perfect. call it a dildo when there's no dill involved? Right, uh, at yeah, all, yeah. none. Huh. All right, here's another one. Uh, they want to watch movies, stay in and cuddle, but nothing else. Uh-huh. So the big cocooning process, they, they're, they, they push for that sort of insular... Relationship. Here's the explanation of that. You may think, hey, this is super cute and romantic, but nah, they're literally literally just trying to get warm, girl. <laughs> Who wrote this? Nick Cannon? That. I told you. <laughs> I think it's from Cosmo. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. I do like to cuddle. I do like the couch and the uh, the whole deal. Uh, how long into a relationship before you? I mean, I know it's it's been a while since you met your wife, but yeah. but how long into the relationship is uh, does it evolve? Does it move from uh, sex to just just the cuddle? Um, I cuddle with no sex. Uh, 
Wow. A cuddle with no sex. Uh, uh, That's a good question. Well, um, it's such an overdriving thing in the beginning, right? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Very much so is. I'd say... Cuddle with boner. In in a, lo- a long-haul relationship, uh, like a year maybe? I was going to say nine months. Yeah. Like you're into that relationship and every when time... the baby's you... born. Uh, well, you're right. <laughs> yeah, why, why nine months? <laughs> um, That's a rather arbitrary number. <laughs> nine months. No, but like you get into it for, you know, six to nine months and it just sort of becomes automatic when you're cuddling with that person that it also leads to to sex, but then beyond that, it doesn't always lead to yeah. sex. Hey, taking a step back for a moment, you know, and, and I mentioned going right into the holidays and meeting the whole family uh, at the onset of a relationship. This text says, not to be morbid, but my now fiance and I started dating a month before my mom died. Oh, boy. He had come, he came to the funeral and met my whole family. Talk about an awkward way to meeting the whole, yeah. of meeting the whole family. My first serious girlfriend was the exact same situation. Her grandmother died like just a couple of days after our first date. And oh. I was, I had a suit on for the better part of oh, a wow. week, week and a half. No way. Going to functions and all that stuff. Oh my God. Uh, so and and I, the mother was devastated. If I were on the other end where my close relative had died yeah. and I just started dating someone, I would hope that I would say, look, you don't want to come to let's this. Take a breather. This, yeah, let's not. I mean, I keep dating them, you know, obviously, but but you don't have to come to the funeral, to the viewing, to meeting the family. That's an awkward way. Carson, I clearly remember the, her mother, this girl I just started dating, her mother crying on my shoulder. Oh, oh my man. God. Yeah. Oh, and you, 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 unless you're a heartless bastard. <laughs> yeah. 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 By all means. Sure, I, you of know, course. I, 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 but I'm like, oh, what the hell? Wow. Here's the text said, started dating my current girlfriend the week after lockdown started uh, for the first eight weeks. Uh, we went to eight different state parks for socially distanced dates. So that's a way to get into it. I guess so, yeah. All right, here is another uh, telltale sign that you... They were taking pictures of fat bears. ...are being set up as a uh, as a cuff. Uh, all their friends are also in relationships. Uh, uh, it says it's hard being the single one in the group of everybody having a significant other, significant other. So this could make them want to DTR faster without thinking things through. Okay, help me. DTR. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Define the relationship. Uh pff, I know. Okay. Just write the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drive testicles. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right, anyhow, so, yes, when you're the last single one amongst the group of friends, it's a weird place to be. Relationships are contagious, and separations are contagious. Oh, yeah, divorces are definitely Very contagious. contagious. Seen that happen. Uh, let's see, here's another one that says, all of a sudden they're leaving their toothbrush and sweatshirt over at your place <laughs> after the first few dates. It says, this is for convenience. Remember, they're not trying to go out anywhere. What was the soonest someone uh, that you were with sort of stake to claim at your place by leaving personal items. Hmm. Man. I, most <laughs> of the time it's just done out of convenience, right? Like, you know that you're staying over there. Right. I don't think it's a staking of a claim. Well, I haven't experienced it. Uh, it. Yeah. No, you I, do? So, no, I know a friend that, uh, that left her stuff there. So they weren't um, exclusive. And so she left her stuff there in case anyone else was there. They would, would know. Yep. Yep. Oh. So she left. Uh-huh. She left a toothbrush. Okay. She left a razor. She left like uh, yeah, a couple. Of I was like just spraying things. the corners. Yeah. <laughs> Derek Jeter would leave uh, parting gift bags for his. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming over. Here's a uh, bottle of water. Thank you for playing. Two one. Yeah. A use play of turtle wax. Yeah. Thanks I for playing. Hot pockets. <laughs>
I lived at my parents' house, so people didn't come over and lay their claim. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right. You didn't have your own place until you got married. Yeah. Uh, I mean, outside of college, you, you lived in dorms, so yeah. it's kind of your own place, no, sort of. Not really. Not, not really, yeah. Uh, Are you going to get it on? <laughs> yeah. You know what? That never happened uh, no, with yeah. me. I never had... Uh, no. Mm-mm. Uh, here's another one that, and this is the last one. Uh, the friend you've had for years suddenly confesses their undying love for you. And it says, this is Prob's fake news. Prob's. And they're falling into the trap of cuffing two. Which so is the sequel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the friend all of a sudden wants to be in a relationship. You can't mm-hmm. do that to your friend. No, yeah, you're yeah. throwing the friendship out the window. That, you, that is. Mm-hmm. That's that's a big risk right there. Even if you are want to do it on a casual level, um, that's a you're, you're you're really taking a leap of faith. You've got to if you have a, a, a relationship or a friendship that is worth anything, you've got to really weigh out. Whether you want to go for that, because yeah. it can all come crashing down and you lose a friend in the bargain. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, anyhow, cuffing season starts today. Wabbit season. No, cuffing season. <laughs> uh, so, that goes uh, from now till March. But it may be a, a different uh, take on it this year with... Uh, you know, with uh, COVID and restrictions and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. I, Less I, things to be able to do. Yeah, I'm, I see people being creative, though. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, that's true. All right. I don't know if I can conduct a relationship, on, you know, or, or the Zoom thing. I don't know if that's something. Yeah, it'd be it'd be hard. Yeah. For sure, and for uh, Fat Bear Week fans, uh, Chunk <laughs> goes up later today against Bear uh, sample number 719. So uh, in the first bracket, they. <laughs> How does 719 not get a name? I don't know. There's uh, there's Chunk. Maybe uh, that is his rap name. <laughs> right. Like Takashi69. Yeah. And then uh, Walker. Uh, is bearer number one five one? So Walker. a few of them have names. Yeah, uh-huh. Walker told me how it is. Right. <laughs> Here's some of the other names. You have uh, Holly, um, Cub. Uh, who are the other? Grazer. Ones? Grazer. Okay. Otis. Oh, I love oh, Otis. Man. I'm rooting for Otis. Right, My me man. Too. Otis loves us. A quick question. Otis so, as now. far as hibernation, when when. Can we assume most bears are fully hibernating? Well, in, in Alaska, it's sooner. Yeah. So they start. That's why Fat Bear Week now in, right. in Katmai National Park is important for the fat bears. So can we assume that by the end of this month, they'll be... Uh, probably sooner, Steve. Yeah. I, I would think you they think start so? hibernating. Yeah, probably huh. like mid-October. They miss they, Halloween? They yeah. Miss, yeah. Oh, man. Well, shorter days and harsher weather. All right, so who won last... Snickers. <laughs> can you show us uh, who won last year, yeah. by the way? I'll look it up. God, um, I wish I could go to sleep for three months. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? And not be bothered. Yeah, and not be bothered, exactly. So, uh, Nick Holly is... won last year. Holly, okay, and Holly's back in it. Yeah. Oh, that... you know what? Uh, Holly's child, <laughs> Cub? Cub, I think might be in it. Um, okay. Somebody who was in it last year has a Cub that is now like, you know, it's a in superstar. The blo- it's in the bloodline, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, man. Uh, did you follow this last year or this No, year? no, I just okay. found out about it this year. Okay. Uh, and so my wife and I are, are all about this. Okay. Oh, these guys, uh, when they get ready I mean, to, to, to uh, hibernate, they're huge. Yeah, Press, if you're looking at these pictures, you know, they have the before and the after, the pre-hibernation, and then the 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 fat picture looks doctored. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it... Ridiculous. I'm wondering if the before picture is like right after hibernation when they burned off all that uh maybe all that fat or eat. So I assume their caves have treadmills. 
and stuff like that, right? Yeah, you gotta work get out. some exercise. Uh, uh, no, they have those Concept Two <laughs> rowing machines, right, with the water, and in. you can't get them now. They're they're all on back order. The, the, so the bear population has purchased them all. Yeah, uh, it's an amazing thing that nature does that allows you to sleep for that long and not intake. Any food. Yeah, yeah. All right, anyhow, good luck with your your hibernation and your cuffing. Uh, We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second, and Bizarre File Stories aplenty are on the way. Stay close. Freshen up your look with a fall merch update at MMR's Rock Shop. Head to WMMR.com and grab the latest hoodie or winter hat. For all you Halloween heads, hit up aisle one for a flurry of ghostly face masks. They'll get you right in the spirit. And work nicely if you're one of those, this is my costume kind of people. Plus, gift cards, t-shirts, hats, and coffee mugs for a unique gift for that person who has everything. The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. And more. Here's a text that says, and we can do this. Can we get a shard out for encouragement to all the people like me who just realized it's not Friday yet? Mm. Uh, we can do that. Yeah. But uh, keep in mind, after work today, it is Friday. Yeah. According to uh, Casey's uh, um, theory. So that's a shard out for everybody who has realized it's not Friday yet. <laughs> By the way, I thought it was thir- uh, Wednesday. Until I got into the building today. Bonus. Well, then, yeah, yeah. Then you're ahead of the game. And yep. and we're looking at a very good autumn weekend. Yeah. So those are all things working in our favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I want to congratulate a friend of the President and Steve show, former intern for a while, back when our interns would stick around for like a year or two. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Fries, she and her hubby welcomed baby boy Barrett Isaac Gaboni, or Biggie, to their family. <laughs> Congratulations That's to awesome. Lauren and Lauren's her significant other, who I don't know, but uh, we're very happy for her. I'm sure he's wonderful. I'm sure he probably It's got to be if Lauren married him. So uh, congratulations, guys, and welcome to the family life. All right, uh, we need to do the Bizarre File. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. And the B-File this morning is brought to you by Armor Metals and Recycling. Get cash today. If you need cash fast, bring your scrap and e-cycling to Armor Metals and Recycling. And walk away with cash today. Located in Pensacola, New Jersey. Or to armormetalsrecycling.com. A world-renowned surgeon collected and stored body parts from thousands of patients over 25 years in breach of legal and ethical guidelines. You can't keep the scraps? No. No. Oh. Derek McMahon. Well, then why would you become a doctor? Who pioneered the hip resurfacing technique that doctors use to res, uh, res, resurrect Andy Murray's tennis career, kept the bones of at least 5,224 patients that he operated on, some of whom could have been children despite having no license to store body parts or proper consent from patients, according to the findings of an investigation. See this? This is Al Lewis's hip. <clears throat> An insider at the private health care group where McMinn worked insisted it's all been kept quiet. They've covered it up. <laughs> Nurses, theater staff, and doctors at the Ed Gabaston Hospital in Birmingham, uh, this is in England, uh, where the surgeon carried out the majority of his operations, were apparently aware of what he was doing. Some hospital staff even helped put bones from patients in special pots to be preserved and collected by McMinn's staff. It's his thing. We like to help him. However, it is understood that the full scale of McMinn's actions dating back to the 1990s was kept 
from some regulators until the Independent began making inquiries into the pa- in this past week. Sometimes he likes to go grave robbing. Uh, McMahon, who has treated politicians, sports stars, and celebrities, apparently admitted to hospital bosses last year that he'd been keeping patient bones at his seven-bedroom farmhouse in Worcestershire, as well as his business premises in Birmingham. Were they displayed like collectibles? I don't know. With full knowledge of his healthcare colleagues, he said that he had kept the bones for his retirement. Oh. With hospital staff telling the investigation the body parts had been intended to keep his mind active. Huh. Uh, police confirmed that officers were investigating, investigating an alleged breach of the Human Tissue Act relating to a private premises in Worcestershire. That's pretty gruesome. Yeah. A family on a kayaking trip. <laughs> Ka- kayaking. A uh, family on a kayaking trip were forced to dodge dozens of potentially deadly monkeys that were dive-bombing into the river in front of them. It's getting, boys! Uh, Cheyenne Sosibi was paddling through the Silver Springs Lake, uh, State Park in Ocala, Florida, with her family on September 20th, when she spotted marauding rhesus macaques overhead. Look at that. It's macaques. It's macaques. Were they, like, uh, cannonballing mm. into the river? Yeah. The 28-year-old had just kayaked away from the tree that the primates started to leap from only seconds later. Video footage shows the monkeys throwing themselves from a tree and into the water below. One by one, the monkeys dive-bomb into the river during the bizarre display, fearlessly launching themselves almost to the opposite side of the river. <laughs> poo poo chi bongo let's jump onto that kayak. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look at the video, Steve. Look at them. It's crazy. I mean, they're flying. Never, I didn't know monkeys did that. Rangers are heard <laughs> warning people to move away from the monkeys. You don't want them to attack you. As Miss to destroy your kayak, k- kayak. As Miss Sosibi continues to film the primates splashing into the river, around thirty percent of the species carry uh, herpes B, which is potentially fatal to humans, but it is unlikely to spread from the monkeys. That is the craziest <clears throat> thing. Uh, Miss Sosibi said, "Before we moved our kayak away from the tree, I was worried about them landing on us. I certainly wouldn't want them in my boat." Seconds after we moved, they started jumping. Are they decent <laughs> swimmers? Yeah. She said, "I knew they could swim, but I had no idea that they dive bombed." Uh, the water from the top of the trees, and with babies on their backs, too. That'd be frightening. Uh, the monkeys travel by jumping from tree to tree, but often... Hey, hey we're the monkeys. But often, <laughs> often leap from trees into the water below <laughs> to reach the other side of the river. Uh, the agile primates are able to propel themselves to uh, the majority of the way across the river, allowing them to swim the short distance to the opposite bank. So, Did you say they're an invasive species, <clears throat> Preston? I did not. They are, yeah. Are. They're not native to Florida. So I guess they escaped from a zoo or something at some point, and this is <laughs> now they're in these, yeah. these areas. Here we they're, go. They're dive-bombing people on kayaks. Florida is becoming so lovely with the boa constrictors and pythons and now the flying monkeys. (laughs) And apparently a pretty robust bear population. Yeah, so there's plenty going on. A Pakistani man broke a Guinness World Record by cracking 254 walnuts with his head in a showdown with his Indian rival on a television special. I'd be... (laughs) Uh, Muhammad Rashid of Pakistan and and S. Navin Kumar of India went head-to-head in the Walnut Showdown on the set of the record-keeping organization's La Note de Record TV special in Italy. Yeah. 
Rashid came out on top in the battle of the hammer heads, managing to crack 254 walnuts in one minute. <laughs> Compared to Kumar's 239. I've seen video of these guys doing this stuff for it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But this is televised. They're, they're all laid out on a table and, you know, a long line, and they just go bang, 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 bang with their head. It's hilarious. Uh, I told you I could do it. Uh, Rashid was presented with a certificate by Guinness officials. Look, I got a certificate. After... <laughs> After the feat was accomplished. Irreparable brain damage and a certificate. And that is what I have for you in the Bizarre File. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, keep in mind, we have a couple of guests on the program from uh, Dateline NBC. We have Josh uh, Manik, uh, Man- Mankiewicz. <laughs> Kayak, uh, Mankiewicz. And also Chris Hardwick. Yeah, going to talk about Walking Dead Season 10 as it's returning. The final season is uh, coming up on Sunday. As we're taking a break, let's give a pair of tickets to the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions. And I'll take call number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget, you'll experience terror like never before. Located in Glen Mills, Bates is also the MMR Big Friggin' Deal this week. And you can get two tickets for the price of one. That's just $40 for two tickets. Get it while supplies last at WMMR.com with the keyword deal. Call number 50 gets a pair of tickets for free. We will be back in just a moment. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Meet Krista, Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring and takes stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. It's easy. Just go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Meet Krista, Steven Singer's most loved engagement ring, and take stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. It's easy. Just go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, like I said, I'm trying to do these shout outs. Uh, here's one that says, hey, I wanted to request this is from uh, Jen Yakel, by the way. And she says, I wanted to request a shout out for Bob and Becca Manchester who welcome their first child, Smith Rose. On September 24th, they're both loyal listeners. Becca is a sorority sister. Oh, I can't wait to get back to those events. And whenever you get the chance to be great, thanks. And that is from Jen. So a quick shout out, if you would. And then, Nick, you had one you wanted to mention? Yeah, I do. Uh, this is from uh, Jamie Ionelli, and she says that her mom, who's a huge fan of our guys, she's starting chemo tomorrow. The prognosis looks good. It's uh, October 2nd, Friday, for breast cancer. Uh, she was hoping that at some point this week we'd give her a shout out. She listens to the morning show every day. So this is for Nancy uh, Ionelli. She would absolutely love it, and this will raise her spirits. All right, and then this is not a shout out, but it's an email, and it says, Hi, Kathy and everyone else. I'm Darren from Monco. You know, the big burly man with the ducks. <laughs> Kathy mentioned this yesterday. Yes, right. I uh, just want to say, huge fan of the show, daily podcast listener. I work in, uh, in music and mornings are a no-go. Uh, thanks for showing us this wonderful fall activity, by the way, which is here. Hang on. And uh, raising these ducks has been a lot of fun and a great distraction from these uncertain times. Thank you, you jabronis, for entertaining the greater Philadelphia area. And rock on. So that is from Darren Mackins or Makins. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Your ducks case? Uh, they're still in their eggs <laughs> and they're uh, being rotated three times a day. Okay. They should arrive. They told us Monday, Kathy's saying maybe as early as Sunday they are, mm. I guess, are arriving earlier. I just want them to, like, arrive early enough so they can, like, swim in my bathtub. They, yeah. Yeah, they will. You'll okay. have time with them. All right. And like Kathy had said, do they feel heavier than uh, than your standard egg? Yeah. 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 Okay. I only picked up the one because they said that I, you can 
What is it called? Like candling them? So, oh, yeah. yeah um, I, 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 did, you, did you do it yet or no? What's candling? <laughs> you cook them. <laughs> no. no so you, you hold stick, it up to a light. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you hold a flashlight yeah. under and it. And you can see it. And you can, sometimes you can see it. Like I only saw, I was only able to see the air bubble. There was no movement in mine, but some people can actually see them moving around in there. Yeah, we Turn that flashlight off. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, turn out that light. Uh-huh. And I used to get, I would get so nervous, like picking them up. I was like, I didn't want anything to happen. I was so cautious with them. So holding a, a flashlight. <laughs> Flashlight under it. I'm like, they're out of the incubator too long. We got to yeah. get them back uh-huh. in. <laughs> I love it. Nice. That's cool. All right. Well, let us know when uh, when they uh, I will when they arrive, and hopefully they have all their uh, you know not like the beakless uh, yeah chicken. It would be, be a duck without a bill. All right. I got this email real quick. It's from uh, let's see. I got it this morning. It just says from some dude in Delaware. Yeah, I know that guy. His name is Doug, but he he signed it, love you, some dude from Delaware. He said, uh, might not be a bad topic for you, but uh, anyway, I got clearance for a week of paid vacay from work. Nice. So this is going to be a solo, soul-searching, figure-out-some-stuff type of trip. And I was thinking about just getting in the car and picking a direction and ending up where I end up. I do, do you, What? I want to do that. <laughs> Uh, so horny. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, yeah. He said, do you or anyone... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Do you or anyone on the show have any directional ideas? This guy's literally thinking, Asking for a direction to drive in. North, east, south, or west. Mm. Um, he said, I was thinking north with the leaves changing and all, but I'm a single dad and I never get away. So this is my first solo excursion in years. Any ideas or suggestions would be helpful. Love you guys, and always remember, you're all heroes. You save lives. Well, you know what? I watched a Dateline special uh, in <laughs> which they they dumped a body in the Chesapeake Bay. Okay. Yeah. And it's a lovely area. Yes. Uh, I think beautiful. I'd go it's south. South, okay. I mean, I would... It, it, listen, if that's like your only choices, I would totally go north. I would go up to New England, uh, you know, spend For some the time... leaves changing and everything? For the leaves changing, yeah. Go to uh, Vermont... New Hampshire, Maine, uh, maybe try and find the Appalachian Trail up there. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know what, Casey, I'd be with you on that. This time of year and heading up that way and... um, That little chill in the air. And, um, yeah, you can... uh, Yeah, there's... Do you know it's a lovely little hamlet? What? uh, In New York, Wyndham. Uh, Yeah. It is a a ski resort that is is, um, never crowded, but it's near Hunter Mountain, and it, it's it's in the general area where Ichabod Crane and all the the legends of the of uh, you know the, the headless horseman all that general area, uh, the Adirondacks in New York very nice. Or if he heads east, he can just drive for about an hour and be done with his trip. Yeah, yes, over. it's yeah. over. Yeah. I hit the board. It's over, Johnny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you you forwarded me this email, Preston and uh, Casey. I recommended the same thing. I said Maine because I went there this summer. I can't wait to get back there. I went to Acadia National Park. Uh, it's about an eight and a half hour drive, but you can't go wrong. Really, with any place in Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, they're all unbelievably beautiful. Steve, upstate uh, New York is great, too. But it sounds like he's going without, I mean, a plan at all. He's just literally going to get in the car and head in a direction. Like you did, almost. Well, no, but I You had a a plan of attack. I I knew what I was going to do. You went on a a soul-searching. Yeah. Yeah. A bit of a walkabout. Yeah. Uh, but I, but I knew I was going to Yellowstone, and I knew what kind of uh, environment I wanted to be in, and I had you know, and I made reservations, yeah. I you know, for campsites and things like that. But if he's just going without 
any reservations, meaning you know a place yeah. to stay or whatnot. That's that's an interesting. That's a pretty brave little trip right there. I like that idea. I should I do that too. sometime. I also question the feasibility. Yeah, an RV would be a good idea as far as where you can stay. I, I assume you reservations might be the rule of thumb for a lot of. You, I don't know if can you just well, there's still there restrictions pl- in some states, right? Too. So, um, P, uh, if you're traveling from PA, you need to get clearance to go into Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Still, right? Uh, you should get those. Uh, Acadia National Park, for example, you need to make reservations to go into the park. They actually just announced a pilot program last week. They're going to try and do that there. They are going to do that there. They're going to try and apply to other national parks next year. So in order to get into Acadia, you now need a reservation. Um, So, yes, Steve, to your point, uh, some of this will require some planning. Okay. Um, But you should be able to roll up to a motel, right? Not not a hotel, a motel. You know, each place has its own entrance. I think it depends on the state you go to, and I think it depends on the motel. I mean, some people are pretty... check you in. Some people are pretty (laughs) restrictive about about letting anybody come in. Okay. Uh, Another, and I I don't know for this guy if money is an issue, but uh, if it's not... He seemed to indicate that he's fabulously wealthy. um, Well, I was going to say maybe fly out to, like, Phoenix and, um, and then drive around the... Southwest area. You got um, cheap flights right now too. Yeah, you can get out there if you did like a one way thing. You could do like three hundred bucks to fly out there, rent a car. To that point, yeah. Uh, could, could can you purchase airline tickets now at these rates for your travel next year? Yes. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so you can because I've been um, kind of floating around the notion of, of heading out west next year, and so I was looking and like as of right now, I think the um, Latest you can book a flight is like sometime in like early August of 2021. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, cheap. yeah. And, you know, like you could go out to I go to Tokyo for 50 bucks. Well, I, you know what? I don't know about the internet. Yeah. Well, I, no, I, it depends on the country. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, this guy's talking about driving north. You can't go into Canada yet. So. Seriously, any place that you go, it requires planning, and you need to know ahead of time what those states' restrictions are. And if you're thinking about at all international travel, most countries aren't allowing flights from America. Uh, here's Sex says, my wife and I do this all the time, or did, back before COVID-19. He'll need to do exactly what Nick said about checking states and restrictions. Here's another one that says, just got back. Or, I'm sorry, he should definitely go to Niagara Falls, about an eight-hour gorgeous drive uh, to, and then I lost it. No, it's it not is. eight hours. I did that uh, last year around this time. It was awesome, and it took like five, six, six hours. Yeah, well, yeah. you're going 130 miles an hour. I was. Yeah. Uh, I was. Drive to a place so beautiful. It's a spiritual experience. No clearance needed. We just got back. But I guess you would have to be on the American side. Yep. Yeah. yeah so. You know, the, and it's honestly, it's great going on to the Canadian side, which you uh, obviously is a restriction now. Now, on on the American side, there's a whole bunch of stuff to do. Yeah, but the uh, Canadian side, you get to see you get the beautiful, the beautiful, beautiful falls. I think falls, the don't yeah. you think the falls get short shrift? Like a lot of people just think it's just this this honeymoon location, and it's really it is awesome. I, did, I, I yeah. was in awe of it. Yeah, yeah, while I was there, especially on the Maid of the Mist. You did that too. Okay. Yeah. yeah when when we got down. I'm like, okay, we'll do the big touristy thing. We'll go on the Maid of the Mist. And we got down in the middle of it, and I'm looking up, and I'm going, oh, dear God. And the, the announce, they, they have an announcer on the boat, and it says, welcome to the majesty yeah. of Niagara. You know, something like that. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and it's, it was, it's powers unbelievable. That, wow. Just the sheer sound of the roar of, yep. of yeah. the whole thing. If you go on the Canadian side, they have the Queen of the Queef. And that is an <laughs> incredible excursion. <laughs> no, it's so quiet. Because you're Sometimes hearing. it was... But that's it. Uh, they also had a zip line there that was closed down when I was there last year because of the wind. But you can, yes, you can zip line from the top to the bottom on the Canadian side. 
To not over the falls, in like towards the falls. Oh, you okay. let go. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah. The other side of the <laughs> Preston, the other side of the zip line isn't attached to anything. <laughs> but <laughs> when I was standing at the crest of the falls, where the water goes over the yeah. cliff, like it is mesmerizing. I could probably stare at that water forever. But it's also it's it's um scary. Well, you kind of like. Want to jump? You in. want to jump in? I know. I know. You know? I, everyone, I, at least anyone I know who stood there, <laughs> a you think about that in one second you could eradicate everything in oh, your yeah. life, just jump over. Then you think about the people that have done that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I wonder they they apparently always have um, not only people in that area but also undercover. Oh. Uh, uh, guards that are walking around looking for people who look suspiciously close That's to suicide. Good. Yeah. Okay. So um, this part of the conversation makes me think of a question, which is, uh, what is the most touristy, cheesy thing that you've done that has ended up being <laughs> awesome? That ended up being great. Yeah. And, and for me, the uh, the Maid of the Mist is definitely one of them. Um, but the one that I enjoyed the most, believe it or not, was the, um, the tour of Alcatraz. I thought it was going to be ridiculous mm. and silly and cheesy. <laughs> and part of it was... Uh, but I got the headphones tour. It's amazing. The, it was really cool. I had zero interest and went out there twice. I was like, no. It's freaking so Alcatraz. No, I know. I don't care. <laughs> Did you guys get Vicky as your tour guide? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I little, love Vicky. Little known secrets. No. It's awesome. What <laughs> we decided to do instead was we rented bicycles and rode and all rode through Alcatraz. the harbor and then up the uh, hill and then across the Golden Gate Bridge well, and then I think down. You missed and, out. Yeah. It, it, it's honestly, Casey. I don't like tours, though. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a, right, like a museum ask, tour guy. What I'm guy. asking is, like, these are things that I think you would initially balk at, and then when you do them, you realize... This was actually cooler than I expected it to be, mm. and for me, that Alcatraz was served that example. Um, yeah, you know, I, I guess I guess it would probably be Niagara. I'm trying to think of what other big touristy thing that I've I've definitely gone. Oh, okay, well, we're going to do this because you're supposed to do it. Um, but nothing's coming to mind right. right now. I mean, there's loads of them. Out there's there. a ton of them that I've been to. I've been all over the, the the country, and there's actually a lot of them. In fact, I don't balk at them. I always I'm like. We got, well, we have to do that. We have to see the rubber band ball. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, Statue of Liberty, we did that uh, a couple of years ago. And, you know, you take the you know, the ferry over there and yeah. all that. And, and I, I thought that was cool. I was so relieved when we when we had to go back on the ferry because there are two different ferries. One that, uh, ferry that goes to New York and then another ferry that goes to New Jersey. And we t- went to the New Jersey side, but there was a huge long line to get onto this ferry. I was like, oh, this is going to suck because I hate lines. Mm-hmm. And But that line was all for New York. And then we just walked right on our ferry oh, and we were on our way. That was the best. Let me go to <laughs> Mel. Hi, Mel. You're on the <laughs> it's air. It's an inspiring story. <laughs> Good morning. Favorite BTS Army man. Oh, okay, Mel. Oh, right. yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. What's up, Mel? Um, not much. So I, I actually travel for work, but when I was furloughed, what I did in the middle of this pandemic is I decided I was just so depressed sitting in my house and places were starting to open up. So I decided to drive across the country. I drove from here. First, I stopped in Colorado. Then my friend was like, I got to go get a puppy in Oregon. So let's go to Oregon. So I drove to Oregon, then drove back. Then I decided uh, it only adds like six hours if I take this like southern route to go to all these states that I've never been to. So I'll do that. And I made no reservations anywhere. I just decided randomly to, to go. And, and, and your experience overall, besides the complications of the pandemic and everything, enjoyable? It, it was one of the best things that I could have done for my mental health. Seriously. Like I saw some, I went to a bunch of States I'd never been to before. Yeah, I was outside pretty much the whole time. It was right before I got my job back. 
So it was literally like one of the best experiences that I've had. I actually, for the most part, I, I'm kind of crazy. I slept in my car at like at like truck stops half the time. Wow. Yeah, um, you you really did it the uh, the the, the <laughs> low rent way, but that could be dangerous. <laughs> so you wouldn't recommend that for everyone. I would not recommend that for everyone. I did I did get hotels and stuff um, sometimes. It just really depended, but. Um, but it was probably like one of the best trips that I've ever done. And I was raised by a truck driver. So driving like 36 hours is just nothing to me. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, well, that's cool that, that you did Thank it. You. I, 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 you know, when I was doing stand up around the country, uh, going to these different places, these different colleges, that was, and a lot of times I was traveling alone because I'd meet the comedian wherever there, yeah. uh, wherever there was. And that, those moments in life are very, Zen and very, I think, formative. They can really help get you through tough times. The uh, the trip my dad took me on when I was thirteen was uh, all in the car, no reservations. Yeah, and it was because we had tents um, or a tent, and uh, so <clears throat> we just had an idea. You know, you had you had a, a sure location we wanted to go to, but there were. We didn't have any pre-planned reservations or anything. We just went and did it for two weeks. You should try that amazing. once in your life. Yeah. We did it after Jaws came out years ago. <laughs> My buddy said I just went out to Montauk, slept on the beach. No kidding. Um, and it started an incredibly illegal bonfire. I had no idea. <laughs> They're, like, not really illegal there, though. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone does it. Well, Steve, with that part of your career and that part of your life, um, do you think you got your fill? Because now you, you, I'm sure the that idea of a road trip isn't that appealing to you. Uh, it, it, listen, down the road, I might okay. do it again, but but right now I find myself more of a homebody. I think because a lot of the social stuff that we do is related to the station and events, which have been in a stasis for a while. Right, uh, I, I have a little bit more of that itch, but um, yeah. It, and you had such a positive experience in oh Florida this year too. So like, it's, that was freaking awesome, right. universal. Oh my god. You know, you talk about things. We were talking about that, Preston. Fighting. Ah, I don't want to do the theme park thing. I don't want to do Universal. Go do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Uh, hang on. Jake wants to mention the most touristy thing he's ever done. Hi, Jake. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, man. What's up? Hey, so one time I was headed to the Grand Canyon and decided to take a detour and go and stand on a corner in Winslow, Arizona. I've done uh, that. Yeah, did, everything that it could possibly be. When was you it, were there, was the mural there? Absolutely. It's did a the statue thing. now, isn't it? Well, they have a statue yeah. and, a, and a mural. Sorry, go ahead, Jake. Yeah, there's a whole truck. There's the you know the statue. There's the window. It's a whole big thing. Oh, such a fine sight. Yeah, it's yeah, really it cool. Great. great. Very cool. Right, thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. Uh, somebody texted in and said, Wall drug was their most... Uh, I don't have any interest to go to Waldrop. Nah, me either. Then, what like, is that? It's a big drugstore in South Dakota, and you can oh. get a bumper sticker. It's sort uh-huh. of like uh, south of the border in yeah. South yes. Carolina. Oh, yeah. that, well, that was underwhelming. Mm-hmm. I remember, you because you, you, and we've talked about this before, you see the billboards for miles, and you get there, and you're like, this is it? Yeah. It's a store. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or whatever Yay. it is. Uh, somebody texted in and said, medieval times. I've done medieval you times. You dug before. it, right? That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It booze, so you know how can he not have fun? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah. if you're talking about like a location, like a like a landmark, those things, yeah. uh, like I had no problem. The first time we went to England, again, it's not obviously the United States, but uh, of course, Big Ben, Stonehenge, and I did it with the tours, and I had the tour guide, and it was all great. It's exactly, I think there, there's just a lot of people bristle at that notion. Yeah, go see what you know. A lot of times they become that way because they're worth seeing. 
Hang on. Dave wants to give a recommendation for the some dude from Delaware that wanted to right. know which way to go. Hi, Dave. <laughs> you're on the air. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, bud? I, I've done it two times. Both of, both of them were technically business, but I drove route, um, from Pennsylvania, Route 70. If you drive on Route 70, and you can get it in western Pennsylvania and just take it all the way west. It's Is that amazing. Route 70 or Interstate 70? Yes. It, it, okay. Yes. It's, it's yeah. actually some of it's a little smaller. Most of it's highway, but it's amazing. You go through Kansas. It's long. It's it's, flat, it's neat, but there's a lot of neat stuff to see. But when you get out into Denver, yeah, and you're and you're all you see is mountain, and you go up in those mountains, it is absolutely amazing. The only problem, I, and I've done it twice, I had to be careful this time of year, uh, like up in Vale and stuff like that. They get snow yep. already. Yep. And, and you got to uh, watch yeah. me up getting trapped. Yep. But, and yeah, going in the wrong direction while you're trying to return that suitcase. Yeah. But it is absolutely amazing. I want to take my wife that, that way and, you know, go camping and go out there because it is absolutely amazing to see. Nice. All right. Thanks, Dave. We appreciate it. Um, how long does it take? So this guy's got a week to play with. How far out west and back do you think he could get? With Hawaii. Any, like, actually spending some time in, in a place. Um, yeah, Denver. You know, because you can do Denver in like two days. Uh, okay. And, and it depends on how many potty breaks you want to take and how tired you are when you drive. Yeah. Uh, and he's by himself. So um, that's that adds some stress to it. But, yeah, the, the drive to Denver is definitely doable. Go to uh, Denver, have lunch on Wednesday, and then drive back. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that I was going to recommend is uh, I drove across the country one time, and, and I, I mentioned this on the air before, but we drove uh, – when we got to the Mississippi River, we picked up um, the old Route 66, and there's a book that you can get, and you avoid the highways while doing that. Obviously, when you avoid the highways, it adds time to it, uh, but you're not just on an interstate the whole time. So it, it adds flavor, and there's so much of this – country to see that's incredible and and the other rule that we applied was no uh, national food chains and both of them added to the trip it made it much more memorable okay i like that idea let me go to max hi max you're on the air good morning good morning how are you guys doing good what's up bud i'm actually calling because um my sister is uh she's very very open and she likes to travel across the country regularly but oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no not open no. like that oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so max how long will she be gone at a stretch uh, uh weeks she weeks? doesn't make any plan she just kind of says oh i'm gonna go here she gets her dog and her clothes and she'll just go and looks like she you know sleeps in her car or she's a free spirit wow yeah, incredibly. Yeah, I like Whatever. I like everything but the sleeping in your car part. Yeah, yeah I don't mind. Yeah, that. It makes us a little nervous too. Right, but... Yeah, no, not nervous. It just sucks sleeping in your car. Though they have this thing. Have you seen? Thanks, have you seen? I think I've mentioned it before. You, it inflates and it fits whatever the, the, the back of your car is like and turns your back seat yeah. into a real deal bed. Like it's really that. cool. Wait a minute. We need to. Uh, I need to see that again. I yeah. Need to see a picture of that because that's it's. That's, it's great. That's something to keep in your trunk. Right. For whatever emergency where you might have to sleep in your car, that's a great idea. And, and if you, and, I um, have to get one of those. Yes, and I, it's, I've seen it, and, I, and the commercials pop up. When I checked it out once, now it'll pop up periodically on the websites that I'm visiting because I'm like, man, maybe we need to get that. Is it inflatable? Yeah, is I mean, it's inflatable, is? yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, see, now I'm getting, now I'm getting the you urge. You're getting the urge? It's just a matter of finding the freaking time you don't to have do the stuff time like this you know i mean you, you get your weekends you have a youtube channel but even <laughs> you're making content uh. 
But even a three-day weekend is... That's not enough to really get out and, and, and get a feel for it. But so, I, I would love to do an aimless drive trip. Just jump on the road and go. The one, it says car, air, mattress with pump. So that's that's what goes. Oh, and we just lost it. Now it's, right, now okay. it's, a, uh, it's, it's a I oral will, sex. Uh, there you go. Oh, that's it's cheap. Bad. Right. You, it comes with the pump, and it just creates the, the back of your, the back seat of your car. Oh, I see how You see is. how that goes? Oh. Yeah, that's pretty cool. See, I would, um, like, my back seats go all the way down. Right, like right. the trunk. So I, yeah. I would, but then you could do it on top of that, yeah, and then slide it under there, and your legs you could stretch all the way out. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not tall, uh, but I wouldn't even be able to fit the width right. of the car. Well, I wouldn't right? be able to either. I think <laughs> you could curl your up feet, and sleep on your side. Better, it's better than than laying semi reclined. Yeah. yeah, I can't Agreed. sleep semi reclined. I just can't. That's why I don't sleep well on planes. <laughs> Even at, it, yeah. at its most uh, reclined point, my sleep yeah. number bed. I sleep. I have the. I have it up, like hospital angle. Yeah, I can't That's do the way that. I sleep now. I just after after the issues with the reflux and all that stuff, yeah. which turned out to be agalasia, but that's another yeah. story. Uh, I got used to sleeping that way. There is a pretty cool rooftop rig you can get at REI. It's not cheap. No, um, it's not. But uh, it's basically a, a, a tent that you can set up on top of your roof, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a little fancier slash more comfortable than like a, a tent on the ground. Does it get windy as you're driving along? Well, you don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you, you stop. Oh, oh you get you out stop. of the car. Yeah, you have to park the car, Steve. Uh, <laughs> I think you set it up. <laughs> I think Jackson's got that set up on his Jeep. He has a real fancy one. Where it? it's it's a tent on top of the Jeep. It's yeah, really cool. ladder and all that. It yeah. doesn't yeah. dent the, the roof? No, there's like a platform that goes above the roof, and so uh, that uh, adds to the cost of it. It's, it's not a cheap thing, but it's it's pretty damn cool looking. Yeah, I've looked into it myself, um, but my one concern with that uh, uh, the air mattress, mattress yeah. is... Well, where do you put your stuff that's in the back there right. as well? Like, so just if I wanted, well, the so then I would just have to get like one of those um, Thule like uh, roof rack thingies, right? Yeah. Right. All right, wait, hang on here. I want to go to uh, I want to go to Josh uh, for a second. Josh, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey guys, sorry to bother you at work. No, it's you're okay. good, dude. What's up? So, <laughs> my cousins actually did this, and this is for the guy that oh wants to just get up and go somewhere. Okay, and. You go onto this website. It's called Pack Up and Go. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Pack Up and Go. And, yep. Pornhub.com. So so you you give them a budget. You tell them, uh, you fill out a little questionnaire of what you like to do, and they plan it for you. They don't tell you where you're going until about a week or so. I think it's a week. And then they say, okay, here's where you're going. Here's your itinerary. And you go. You can tell them if you want to fly, if you want to take a train. And before you, you know wanna... it, you're working in a Nike sweatshop. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, 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 no this no, is no. a great idea. Wow. It is but a great it's, idea. It's, it's brilliant. My wife and I actually thought about doing it for our five-year anniversary, but we're not sure yet. So, you know, with COVID, we don't, we don't really want to travel. But right. that's just us. Right. Um, but I thought it was a really cool idea. So maybe... I love it, Josh. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that immediately. I'm on the site right now. Preston says a division of Nexium. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> uh, excellent, Josh. Thanks for the heads up, man. We appreciate it. You got it, guys. Stay right. safe. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna bookmark this. That's a great idea. Yeah, packupandgo.com. Very cool. All right. Well, listen. Thanks for the suggestions. We appreciate it. I'm sorry if you've been on hold. We didn't get a chance to go to you. Uh, but this was from uh, Doug. He signed it. Some dude from Delaware. But he literally wants to get. In the car and just take off and go. And he's got a week to play with and he wants to be adventurous. So he, he just recommended a direction. But I think north sounds right. Yeah. yeah. This yes. time of year, it's just stunning. 
Yeah, uh, and if that doesn't England. work, try the other three. Yeah, you can. Yeah, <laughs> right. You got options. All right. Well, thanks for the heads up. We appreciate it. Um, we need to take a break because we got a guest coming up here in just a moment. Yes. Right? All right. Yes, so, we do. Uh, when we return, we're going to get to uh, two guests: Josh uh, Mankiewicz from uh, Dateline NBC and Chris Hardwick, uh, who's talking about uh, Walking Dead. Yes. So we got uh, a couple of people to chat with. We'll break and come back in a moment. Stay with us. The WMMR.com contest page for your chance to win the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Homegate Kickoff Prize Pack, including a $100 Primo Hoagies gift card, a four-pack of custom pint glasses, a case of Bud Light Platinum, and more. All delivered personally by members of the Preston and Steve Show. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. Well, the world certainly doesn't have a shortage of compelling stories, and uh, Dateline NBC <laughs> would certainly be an example of that because that they have aired roughly 2,803 broadcasts. I've probably seen most of them Yeah, uh, because they're addictive. They are. Uh, the next one uh, coming up is called A Killer. A Killer Role. <laughs> I'm Keith Morris. You have to give a big announcer a uh, read on that. Uh, but we'll get the details on that because we have from uh, Dateline NBC, Mr. Josh uh, Mankiewicz. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Josh. Hi, everybody. Hey, thanks for coming on. Listen, man, you have... How long have you been with the show, by the way? 25 years. 25 years. Five years. So, yeah, at this point, nothing shocks you, I would imagine. Uh, you know, it still does. I mean, <laughs> I'm still astonished by the things people do, by the the plots they come up with against somebody that, you know, maybe they once loved, somebody who, you know, yeah. might be the mother or father of their kids. It, it is still astonishing. That is the thing that I constantly, my wife and I always sit down and watch, you know, Dateline together, and it's that kind of thing where you just get caught up in it. But I'll, you know, and I'll turn to her and I'll say, somebody will do something horrific, like, you know, and vivisect the body afterwards and all that stuff. At some point, I said, they stood next to each other on an altar and took wedding vow. You know, yeah. how does it degenerate that much with that constant? That That is the thing that makes this perpetually fascinating. How how much, I guess, the evils we are capable of. Well, you know, the thing about I think the thing that's kept people watching Dateline all these years is not the the blood. Because we could pick bloodier crimes. We right. don't do a lot of stories about serial killers. We don't do stories in which kids are the victims. You know, people just change the channel. Most people... You know, in your audience, in our audience, are never going to be victims of violent crime. But everybody's been in a relationship that didn't go the way they wanted it to. And Dateline's kind of about the choices people make when they think, like, oh, this isn't working out, and I don't want to get divorced. I've got it. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that... then I'll get all the money. I mean, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's so often about money, and when it's not, it's about I don't like the way you're disrespecting me by divorcing me. Yeah, and it's and, and you know as many times as those scenarios, various iterations of them will play out. You find yourself getting drawn along. Now, for me, you have a number of superstars on the show that do the reporting, but Keith Morrison has now gotten uh, you know he's 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 the rock star. And his his delivery, which is legendary, is, is so great. And he is the one who's hosting to, uh, Friday night, correct? He's hosting Friday. Uh, Dennis uh, is hosting tonight. We For the next few weeks, while NBC tries to get their schedule together, we have some Mondays and we have some Thursdays in addition to our regular Friday broadcast. Okay. So he's on this Friday. Dennis is on um, uh, t- 
a night with a two-hour that starts at 9 o'clock Eastern. And then we have another one Monday and another one Friday. I don't know if we're on next Thursday or not, but we're going to be on some weird times because we're the, we're the spackle in the NBC schedule. <laughs> well, you know, listen. There are worse things to be. Yeah, well, you know, you go with the winner. It's like in football, you know. Yeah. Give it to the hot hand, at, at, yeah. you know. Um, so we had uh, one that ended up in the, uh, I don't know if it was earlier this year or later last year, but the. There's a murder-suicide that happened in and around our area. Actually, you went to Haverford College, and so this had happened I in do. the... I listen to WMMR all the time. Oh, nice, man. But this one happened in and around the Villanova area. I don't remember who hosted oh, that one. I remember that one. Do you remember that story, Josh? Unfortunately, that was not me, or I would have hit all my old aunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, there is a bizarre thing, and it's so stupid, and you feel like such a reprehensible person when one of these is geographically friendly to the to our area. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this horrific act well, took was, place it, close to us. This one was wild because we knew the whole story going into it. Right. So, like, a, you know, most of these, if not all of them, except for that one, you you were like, okay. And that's like I'll watch it with my wife. It's like, okay, well, what do you think? You know, do you think they really did it, or you know? But this one, you know, we knew the story uh, front to back. But uh, Josh, did you grow up in this area, or just go to college in this area? I I uh, I, I was born out here in uh, California, which is where I am right now. And then I we, we moved to South America for a couple of years because my dad was in the Peace Corps. Then I grew up in D.C. After that, and then I went to college in uh, at Haverford, and then I, I worked in D.C. And then later New York, and I came out here about uh, like in '91. I came back to LA. Okay. Hey, Josh, with uh, yeah, with I've uh, always, you know, I'm, uh, the East Coast was always kind of home. Yeah. Uh, with with uh, Dateline and and the voluminous amount of stories that you guys have covered, what what percentage of those are are, are shut cases, or uh, or a lot of them are end up being open ended, and we're waiting to find out what happens. No, you you know one of the things we've discovered is that. You know, audiences don't like it when uh, at the end of 59 minutes or an hour and 59 minutes, you say, so, who killed Barbara? Police need your help. Good night. Killer's still out there. I wish we could do more cold cases because it, it, it definitely sometimes helps. I mean, I'm working on one right now in Ohio uh, that uh, is, is almost, is basically done. It's going to air sometime, I think, this year. And in that, that's a 30-year cold case. And the police are convinced that if we show a particular piece of evidence on television, that it'll shake loose some tips. But most of the time, the stories we do, there's an answer. I mean, the last thing you hear, you know, you hear us say is, you know, Bill was convicted. He's doing life. Good night. You know? Yeah, Um, it's true, Josh. A a question is... want some resolution at the end. I mean, or Bill was acquitted. But at least, you know, the, the story has come to an end. Also, the other thing is that we need, like, the stuff in the court file. We need all the court exhibits. And you usually can't get any of that stuff until the case has been fully adjudicated. So, And the cops and the prosecutors frequently won't talk until sentencing and everything's done because they don't want to risk screwing it up by something they say publicly. So usually these things are, are, are settled by the time we cover them. To that to that point, and and just as you know, obviously uh, how the drama is; these things are inherently dramatic, and and they the narrative is always compelling. But you have you have a lot of people, a lot of armchair sleuths out there, uh, and and over the course of time, with you know uh, uh, podcasts and, and bloggers who who get involved with this, 
I, I'm wondering, do, what is your sense as far as with the people that ask you, the, 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 uh, the prosecutors and the DAs and the people who are actually prosecuting this, has the wealth of input from civilians, quote unquote, been a major boon or does it muddy up investigations more frequently? I mean, I am sure there are cases where it has muddied up investigations. I mean, I know there are times when when uh, uh, things that citizens did because they thought they were on the right track have gotten in the way of law enforcement or of prosecutors. But most of the time, like, if people are paying attention, overall it's going to be a plus. They're going to report something. They're going to say something that the, the police haven't heard. Most of the time, people paying attention um, is a plus because, look, I mean – Unless it's the biggest case of the year, yeah. You know, uh, departments—they're all stretched. You know, they don't have fifty guys to throw at a murder the way they do on on television or in the movies. So, you know, they're uh, they in a lot of cases they will appreciate any tip they can get, and you know, some of them go nowhere. But but uh, generally, involvement from others I think is a plus. Do you ever wonder, because obviously we've heard this put out there occasionally concerning the uh, those police procedural shows, the CSIs or the shows like that, or the law and orders, um, if it's actually serving as a sort of tutorial for the nefarious element of society on how to elude getting caught? Have you ever wondered if that, if Dateline is ever uh, by happenstance fed into that? You mean like, uh, like- Watch Dayland to learn what not to do. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What not to do is don't kill your spouse. Get divorced. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good rule. Yeah. That's a good first good rule. One. Good nice tip, advice. Josh. Yeah. Well, I, I, let me just let me just write that down. <laughs> hey, Josh. When is yeah, your next yeah. story? When's your next story going to air? Uh, my next story. Uh, I have a couple of them. I have a uh, I have a case here in Los Angeles that's ready. I think that's going to go at the end of next week. Um, that got preempted for the hockey playoffs, so I'm a little unsure about that. I'm doing an hour about uh, about the people involved in Tiger King. Uh, uh, everybody oh. was watching earlier this year. Nice. Um, that's going to run pretty soon. Um, the next two up are Dennis tonight and Keith tomorrow night. But uh, I've got about five or six of them that are like ready to go. You guys okay. are all great. Yeah, yeah. It, you, you guys just do a great job, and it is it remains just riveting television. Absolutely. All right, Josh. Thanks so much. We appreciate your time. We'll point people in the direction of Dateline NBC. Have a good one, okay? Thanks a lot. All right, you bet. Let's hear for Josh. Mankwitz fan of uh, WMMR. Steven, I didn't realize, earlier this morning I mentioned uh, the movie uh, RKO 281 about yeah. Citizen Kane. Right. The, uh, the uh, character played by um, John Malkovich yeah. was Josh's grandfather. No. What? He co-wrote Citizen oh, Kane. Yes, of yeah. course. That was his grandfather. I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. I saw it at the last second. Wow. I should naturally assume that everyone I meet is in some way connected to Citizen Kane. Yes, which maybe Chris <laughs> yeah. Hardwick is. I'm sure I he don't is. know, well, but... He, he definitely is. He yes. definitely is? You, he married into the family. The family. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> and, and Kane is... Oh. Of course. I can't take it. <laughs> well, Walking Dead Season 10, the finale, uh, the final season, uh, Sunday at 9 o'clock. Please welcome Chris Hardwick Yay! to the show. Hey, Chris. You guys, it's all it's all cosmically connected. <laughs> it was yeah. meant to be. Wow. Do you know Josh Mankiewicz? You know, you know, I don't, but it was funny because I, as I was hearing you say that, I heard, 
you know, RKO. I heard Citizen Kane. I was like, I wonder if they know. And like, oh, they know. Yeah, <laughs> of course, yes. Uh, I didn't even realize I, it. Well, I listen. Like make fun of, I always like to make fun of that movie just as a joke. And by the way, my wife doesn't. Sometimes people are like, oh, my God, is she, does she, is she weird about that movie because of her great-grandfather? I go, no, it's, you know, like we... I, we made we've made jokes that, like you know when people bring it up I'll go oh you mean that crappy movie made by that hack director <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what yeah, it's got who took shots at a nice guy who's just trying to live his life <laughs> <laughs> a simple businessman just trying to get ahead right? uh, no, I mean uh, if you're going to be attached to a movie one probably the the greatest film of all time is 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 not too shabby so there you go. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to ask you just before we get into Walking Dead and all that stuff concerning your your lovely wife, uh, she she I, and I you know follow you on Instagram and she's clearly into the nerd stuff or appears to be. Uh, is she in fact you know uh, can she go neck and uh, neck with you as far as your adoration for all things pop culture and this stuff? I mean, yeah, and she, well, definitely horror. Okay, she, the, she is a horror fanatic. And she is, you know, we're we're both in these last, particularly these last seven months, have been, you know, pretty much tied to our Nintendo Switches. And so, uh, but yeah, the thing about Lydia that I think people wouldn't really know about her is that she's basically Wednesday Adams. Like she's oh, that's awesome. Basically, she she's like she has the soul of a goth girl, and it, even in the sense that. A lot of times I'm convinced she might be a vampire because in the, it's like 100 degrees outside and we have to go when we walk our dog. She's, it's like black jeans, long sleeve black shirts. And I'm like, what are, what are you doing? You know, and she's like, I can't be exposed to the sun. I dig that. I, I dig that. Yeah, my, my wife was very, when I first started dating, she had this, an old sort of goth vibe about her. And I, I that, that just works. And we see eye to eye, my wife and I, on a lot of stuff. But we, there are a few things that she just cannot get into. Is, is there one clear-cut thing that you guys cannot agree on in this genre? In horror, no, we're pretty like our uh, our interests are pretty pretty aligned, and even to the extent that um, we we both collect like movie memorabilia, ah. like, you know, from like auctions and things. And and I have some pretty cool pieces from. Um, I have uh, Rick Moranis' Spaceballs helmet oh! from the movie. <laughs> oh my Are you God. kidding? Have, you no, you have, have you're you're kidding me. You actually have Lord Helmet's helmet. I have yeah, I have Dark Helmet. Yeah, I have it. Or Dark and Helmet. Got, sorry. And and I got and I got Rick Moranis and Mel Brooks to sign it. So oh my it's God! Sort of like uh, it's sort of like the the crown jewel of my. <laughs> You know, like my, my uh, movie memorabilia collection, but Lydia collects all the horror movie props. So there, she has original Gremlins and and stuff from Army of Darkness, which is her favorite movie. And, wow! Um, and and all these different horror movies. And when people come over, well, when that was a thing, when people could come to your house, um, they, they would they would say. Oh, your wife lets you keep all your nerd stuff out. I'm like, it's hers. Like, <laughs> it's not mine. You know, it's like all the all the horror stuff. So it, you know, it's it's pretty real. That's spectacular because my wife my wife is into a lot of stuff. She does not collect. I wish she collected because I would feel less horrific about what I saddle her with at home. But but it, it, it is it is a wonderful thing. But with, well, okay, with can I can I can I can sure. I just jump in before we go to Walking Dead? Because yeah. I have to say. 
one of the things that I think is, you know, like as a couple that we're really that we're really lucky about is we have the exact, pretty much the exact same case. Yeah. And I know that there are a lot of people like I think Guillermo del Toro has a whole separate house for yeah. all of his mm. nerd stuff. It's awesome. And, uh, yeah, and so it's just really it's just really nice. And I never thought I would be the person in the relationship that every once in a while said, "Hey, we got to calm down on <laughs> on acquiring." You know, like yes, I, I actually said this out loud to my wife once. I said, like, she ordered some like alien prop that she got from this um, special effects convention, this makeup convention that is in Los Angeles sometimes called Monster Palooza. Yeah, this alien show, this the horror prop showed up, um, and I said, and I actually said sincerely. Sweetheart, if you if you don't stop buying horror movie props, there's not going to be enough room for our vintage taxidermy. <laughs> I, I I guarantee you, Blondie and Dagwood had the same conversation. Yeah, exact same yeah. conversation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so Walking Dead. I'm sorry. Walking well, Dead. no, no, we can stay on this nerd stuff for for a quick moment because uh, our our show has struck. Uh, we struck up a friendship with uh, Michael Giacchino, who is actually from the yeah. New Jersey area. Yep. And Preston and Nick actually got to go. To his home and press. You want to describe what his home is like, especially his backyard. Yeah, I mean, he's his backyard is made up like a like a, a nerd's dream. It essentially uh, it looks like a mountain range, and he's got uh, plus he's got a room full of memorabilia, like you do as well. And a lot of it comes from some of the Marvel movies and and uh, movies that he was involved with, like uh, uh, the uh, Planet of the, the Apes and movies, stuff yeah. like that. Does he have the Ark of the Covenant? He was having that built. He had the Ark of the Covenant as a oh. bar being built where it would open up and the you know the steam would come out of it and everything so i think he has a holy grail like, literally the holy grail from temple or not temple the crusade. last crusade yeah. yeah and he's had wine out of it you know so like some of these props are practical and some of them you can actually uh just you know put behind glass forever right we all contend that it is a quality of life issue you have to have these tactile thrills of touching these things that connect you to these moments these defining moments in your life and we can segue into the walking dead uh, which has been a pivotal part of the collective pop culture. And, of course, you with Talking Dead. Uh, when you heard this was the final season coming up, uh, did your head lift off your shoulders, or what was your reaction? Not really, because I, I, I guess I felt like, you know, to be able to do a show, I mean, talk, Walking Dead in going into its 11th season and Talking Dead going into its 10th, uh, 10th season. So... To have been on, I mean, obviously, you know, look, I wish it'd be great if it went on forever, but, you know, it's it's very rare uh, television air to get to do a show for a de- for over a decade, yeah. especially now, like, especially now when shows on streaming services really only go for a couple of seasons, two or three seasons. And so it's just, it's like... To, to to sort of to, to be upset at all about the opportunity, you know, to have been able to be in this fandom and a part of this insane television phenomenon all these years. I mean, yes, I will be sad. It's also two years away, and so I'm able to kind of defer right. the tears. Like, <laughs> I can kick it two years down the road because basically there's still 30 episodes left. There's six. They extended season 10 by six episodes, and then season 11 is going to be 24 episodes. So, so have, 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 there, have there been sort of... Um embryonic suggestions about what the final celebration and wrap-up will be like? Because, um, you know, I mean, we're, we're talking a, a a huge... Mind you, obviously, there's the other shows, but, you know, uh, that are... And, and new shows that are coming out in that universe, but this is the first. It's got 
you know, the, to the wire first. And uh, have you heard about anything, any plans? Because the celebrity fan base that's available to be part of this celebration is yeah. voluminous. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard anything just yet. I, I only, I mean, like we all, I found out the night before the world found out. Oh, okay. You know, like, it's like I had like 12 hours, you know, uh, but I, I got a 12-hour head start and everyone, that was about it. And so uh, I, I, I think there's, Still, again, it's still so far away. Right. I think they're just so focused right now. I believe they've just started filming or they're about to start filming. Um, and so, obviously, they're taking all the necessary precautions. And so they're just really focused on that right now. And, yeah, when the time comes, it'll be really sad. I mean, it's so it's so surreal to, you know, have had something that basically is a significant percentage of my life, you know, has been involved with this amazing show, but I've gotten to meet so many amazing people, uh, like, you know, in the fandom and, you know, connect with people. I mean, I remember, uh, I was, I was in Northern California the year, this was the big cliffhanger summer when, you know, Negan had the bat and you didn't know. Yeah. My God. You know, Dude, that haunted so... my that haunted my days. By the way, <laughs> because it ended with him clubbing somebody over the head, and then it cuts to black or whatever. And I had thought about that scene for days, if not weeks, afterwards. I mean that that is how much this uh, yeah. that <laughs> I have gotten into this show. Well, and so and so, you know, there there were some people who were really upset about that because they're like, oh, that you know, you, they should have shown it. Why did they, you know, why did they do the cliffhanger? But from my point of view. That whole summer, I had all these amazing conversations. It's all anyone talked to me about right. that summer. And I got to meet so many great people. And we had this fun connection point. I was walking. I was shooting something in Northern California. And I was in this small town. And I was walking across the street. And there was this older gentleman across the street, a barber. He had a barber shop. And he was just standing outside, this, this little old guy. And it never, you know, I never, never would have occurred to me, like, Hey, stop and talk to this guy about The Walking Dead. But as I was passing, uh, I just heard him shout, I think it's Glenn! <laughs> <laughs> it was just a great moment, and it really made me appreciate, like, you know, fandom is about community, and it's about finding these connection points and kind of having this, this you know, this sort of, it, it, these inside jokes and this sort of inside conversation. And so... Yeah, it's just been it's been really phenomenal, and to watch people, you know, grow on the show, right. and go off and and do amazing things, you know, like the, the first time uh, I saw Denai on screen in in Black Panther it was like, oh my god, she's a movie star, like you know, yeah. so to get to watch people flourish and and you know and and get sort of become a part of the pop culture conversation and you know, become stars. I don't know. It's just, it's really, I love that. Stuff. Well, it's so it, much fun to it, watch. It's almost so it, 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 it moves ever forward. Obviously we have fear of the walking dead. There is the walking dead world beyond, which is a, another series apparently in the works. And then there is talk of some sort of Daryl and Carol spinoff. Have you heard anything about yes. that? I don't have a lot of details on it. I just know that they're happening. Okay. Um, there, there's a, you know, yes. There's a lot of Walking Dead stuff in the future. There's uh, the Daryl and Carol spinoff, um, and then there's a, the uh, the anthology series Tales from the Walking Dead, which I think is going to encompass any and everything in the 
not only in the existing Walking Dead universe, but also like any, anything sort of in the in the the apocalypse okay. as well. So, All right, um, new stories. I think yeah. So the, new stories and old stories, and so but I don't have any more details beyond that. All and right. then yes, World World Beyond starts. Fear is still on, and then this movie that I that is still you know in, in development. Uh, you know what, it, uh, Chris? We've seen so many series, big ones, the ones that last years, and, and they come to the uh, the end. Uh, the the story arc comes to an end, and it seems more often than not, people seem to be disappointed with how things wrap up. And I'm talking about things like Lost and Game of Thrones and so on, which I I didn't mind those at all. But you got an overwhelming opinion from the public that seemed to be dissatisfied. Walking Dead seems like it will be a very hard thing to make people happy and wrap up with. What's your What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, listen, my, you know, my thought in fandom is that, you know, all opinions are valid. You know, like if you have an experience with a show and you like it or you don't like it, then for you, that's fair. You know, like that you get to have that. And that's part of fandom. I I can't imagine what it would be like to create a massive show and then have to like land it. No, I would commit, I would kill myself. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, the, the overall stress of delivering, especially with this history, Chris of, Failures and there's a scant few that have seemed to elude that, like but, Breaking Bad and a few others. That's an AMC show, as right? Well. Right, right, yeah. right. So, so, uh, but this group that's involved with this series is so competent. I think they can pull it off. Well, and yeah, and look, the thing is, you know, it. I don't know how. I, I certainly don't know how, how I would do it if I, you know, break, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad landed. Like just beautifully, it was only five seasons. There was a very clear, you know, Walter had a very clear A to B arc in that show, and so, it, like, once everything kind of unfolded, it was really just about he kind of just because he knew he was gonna. Uh, I guess it's okay to spoil that, right? If you yes, have- yeah, yeah, yeah. at this point, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. It's probably it's probably on you. Maybe it wasn't a priority, um, but. Uh, you knew he was going to die, so yeah. it 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 just it wrapped up so beautifully that he just they tied all the loose ends, you know. But there are a lot of characters in a show like Walking Dead. There's a lot of stuff that's happened, and so you know, and obviously it's diverted from the comics so much. So it's not it, it you know I, I could picture ways maybe that they could kind of tie it together, but but I just don't know. It will be a Herculean effort to yeah. land the show. Some people will love it and some people won't. And that's fair. You know, like that's just that that fandom. I, and, and who knows? I mean, because even if they were able to find a an, an end to this, you know, the the, the dead rising and, and all and, and that's over with, the problems are still just beginning because then you need to reform the world after that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It could lead into a whole other. As long as it's not a kid looking into a snow globe. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll be happy. I don't, know, I, don't know if, I don't know if all your listeners know what that is, but that's a reference to the, to the end of St. Elsewhere, <laughs> which was the, the, medical, yeah. the medical drama. And, you know, if, if you really go deep on the snow globe theory, because that show had crossovers, that means that all of these other shows happened inside the snow globe yeah. because there were all these crossovers. So if you if you read about it, it's like that fan theory goes goes super deep. And I, I you know, with Walking Dead, I had this theory early on that um, that Breaking Bad was the prequel to Walking Dead Ooh. because 
there in season two, uh, just as sort of like a, a, a prop master nod, the prop guys uh, had blue mess in like Merle had a saddlebag or something, and and there was oh, wow. blue mess in it, and so. If you follow roughly, if you follow the timelines of when Breaking Bad happened, I think was around like 2007 or right, so. Right, right, yeah. And Walking Dead also started, you know, like a little bit after that. Uh, that I had the theory that the the zombie apocalypse actually started because when Walter White died. They tried to recreate his meth, and they made some horrible error. God, I love it, Chris. That would be so... created zombies. <laughs> I'm down with that. Oh, I'm down I, um, with that. By the way, Breaking Bad is my now go-to-bed show. That's the one that I just put on as, a, as I fall asleep in uh, the light, episode. Just light television series. Yeah, just like... Well, because I've seen it so many times, I can, you know... Yeah. Oh, it's either that or, like, I go to bed to Endgame every night. Um... But the episode where he blows up Tuco's uh, office is, uh, it just aired, and it's so funny because if you watch it, there's this huge explosion, right? And the explosion, it takes like a good 10 seconds for, you know, start to finish for everything. That, but at the very end of the explosion, they put in Howard Dean's scream from when— <laughs> Seriously? Yes. Him, yeah! Yeah! Yes. Oh, and I had to rewind it. I'm like, is that Howard? And sure enough, it is Howard— <laughs> It is. is, yeah, well, it that, is. That yeah. show, that show is, it, you know, the the magic of Breaking Bad, and I've never really seen another show pull it off this way. But every episode is like the most stressful math problem because something happens in most of the episodes, and you're like, "There's no way they're going to get out of this." Yeah. And not only do they get out of it, you know, like the episode with the magnets and the van next to the thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah. not only do they get out of it, but they get out of it in a way. That somehow is both outlandish and grounded at the same time, and you go, "That is the only way they could ever get out of that," yeah. and it makes sense. So it's you know, it's, it's amazing yeah. when stuff like that is done, and, and and this makes me think of a show. And I hope I know you have to be watching it, but are you watching The Boys? Oh, absolutely! And I think The Boys is probably the the, the closest analogy that television today has to Breaking Bad because it is. It, you know, it, it's, it, it's the same kind of thing where it's this sort of, like, wild premise, yeah. you know? Because Walter White was kind of a, a dark, you know, he, he was, it was almost like a comic book, that show, you right. know? Like, a math teacher becomes, like, this meth king, what? You know, or a <laughs> yeah. science teacher becomes yeah. this meth king? But, but the boys is the same kind of thing. Like, it's about superheroes, but it's not at the same time. Mm-hmm. And every episode, I mean, just, this one I don't want to spoil, but the thing that happens... In the first episode, um, when uh, Huey is standing on the street yes, yes, with yeah. his girlfriend in an A train, you know, yep. and so it uh, <laughs> that's the first one where you're like, oh, holy crap. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yes. And, the, and it never stops. Yep. It, it, every it never episode has some moment. Stops. Yes. Yeah. And, and for a show to do that all the time, and, and Chris, you'll agree with this, when you watch it, you can never be confident. That characters that you've grown to enjoy uh, are going to be around until the end of the episode. Everything is up for grabs all the time. Yeah, it's it's really and you know we we go really granular with it too. I the the guy who created the show, Eric Kripke, created Supernatural, and I've known Eric for twenty five years, and so I will email him these kind of like <laughs> you know these kind of. The questions and comments about the show, where I'm, it's where I basically like push up my glasses at the end. I'm like, I noticed there's a recurring <laughs> Billy Joel theme this season. Why 
Huey was wearing a T-shirt from the album cover, The Stranger. You know, it's like the yeah. yeah. And the yeah. character Stormfront is the name of a Billy Joel album. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! Oh, you guys. Oh. Yeah, see, you did it. <laughs> Are we going to see you in an episode? Since you know this dude. Ooh, that's a good. You know, uh, I know they. I know they're doing a season three, so maybe I'll. They, no, I mean, listen. No one. I'm friends with a lot of writers and directors. And there are a lot of things that I secretly am like, God, I really wish I could just be in that for a minute. But you never, you don't want to be the guy that's like, can no. I be in your television show? So, well, listen, I, I'm a huge Supernatural fan, and, and uh, so let us try to get that information to Eric and, and we'll suggest it for you. Because, yeah, no, it, it, right now it is, it's just, it's a joy to watch television like that to watch a show like that that just resets everything and it shows you there's always wiggle room within a tried and true concept where they can find different things to do and that's you know that's the joy of what you do pop culture wise and and everything else i had to ask you, I have to ask you quickly with the 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 g4 um the the uh the, the network reboot which i understand is going to happen uh are you going to be a part of that I don't know. I mean, I've, I, we, we've had, uh, but I don't know what I can say and can't say. Um, I'm going to take that as a uh, yes. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, okay. I mean, the thing is, I don't, we, we've had conversations about it. I, I, I don't know. You know, listen, I, G4 was like, you know, it's funny because people come up to me like, like when I do stand up shows, even when I was in, uh, in your town, which didn't seem like that long ago, but yeah. it was January 30th. Um, you know, people come up and they go, man, I used to watch you in the old days back on G4. And then secretly inside, I'm like, God, I, they don't even realize that there are much older days for me on MTV. Like, so I right. feel ancient. Um, and uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, uh, a, a younger generation of nerds should I, I take the helm. I, I just don't know. Okay. Uh I, but I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm being I'm being uh, evasive about it because I I honestly don't know. All right. Well, so pre- for me, may, maybe it would be like I don't know. Maybe maybe I could pitch shows and develop yeah. things. You know. But I was the tech guy on G4, and then I hosted Web Soup, which was a spinoff of the Soup. And so you know, I found that um, uh, um, I'm not as super techie as i used to be you know which yeah. is uh, what happens when people get older <laughs> but um you know we, we we turn into that we turn into the blinking 12 o'clock on the vcr right yeah you've, you've got your grand pad and you're all set <laughs> hey yeah 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 uh chris i wanted to ask about another another show that i thought ranks up there with the boys which is uh, umbrella academy um and number one did you i assume you watched uh, all of that you know, we haven't watched Umbrella Academy, but it's not because we don't want to. Because I know that's Gerard's show, and uh, and I hear it's great. The problem that we face is that there is so much. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, quality. I don't know how anybody could keep up with anything uh, that's out there now. Okay. You know, like we're we're watching the boys. We're watching this show, Raised by Wolves, um, on HBO Max, which is. Um, uh, which is really fun. It's this kind of dystopian sci-fi show uh, that's re- that's really great. And um, Ridley, it's a Ridley Scott produced show. Yes, uh, I've heard great things about it. But you're right. We've had this conversation. You, you used to be able to uh, say, "Hey, you got to watch this," and I no longer say that because there's just there's yeah. just too much to watch. Well, and and I think we'll just, we'll just get there. You know, we'll get there. And so we have 
Umbrella Academy uh, saved right now. So yeah. I like yeah. on it's it's on our list. But my my question for y'all, especially like in reference to a show like The Boys, how, where do you fall on binge watching versus? Like week to week, I'll give you my yeah, take. I, I I've come to appreciate uh, week to week. Now, if I if I go back, the Walking Dead, I waited, I waited out. I didn't get started till like after six seasons of it aired, and then I used it as kind of a. Uh, and I did the same thing with Breaking Bad. It came and went, and then I went and I binged the whole thing, and I did appreciate that. But as shows are rolling out and they're new, I want to get some. I want to get some time to think about these. So I I appreciate the once a week viewing. I'll even take it a step further. Sometimes I'll just watch half of a show and then in in the beginning of the week and then watch the other half of it in a couple of days so then I don't have to wait that much longer for the new episode to come out. So Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of where I I I, yeah. I don't hate it. And I know people with the boys they they weren't happy because Season one came out on mass. They freaked. They were actually giving bad reviews online. And this out time of around, anger. Yeah, the gate. They gave the three episodes, and then people didn't like that. But I, I think with a little time, you, yeah. you tend to appreciate it more. But that's my personal. Take. I I, per, I personally do too. Well, I think I think shows are sort of like cuisine, right? It's like some shows are like fast food. You want to just gobble them all at once, and then other shows are just these like incredibly sumptuous meals that you want to enjoy. And with a show like the Boys or Walking Dead or Breaking Bad, you know, shows like that, I feel like you need time to digest everything yeah. that happens. Right. I do. And and I also love, uh, I, I think it's better for the show to give people more room to, like, talk about it and yes. live with it and ask questions. Because when you binge watch something, you kind of never think about it again. You watch it, in, like, on a yes. Saturday or Sunday, and then Monday – you know, you're you don't you can't remember what day it was. Because <laughs> you just watched you know but, everything at once. But but yeah, so I I, I love like and, and also like my wife and I know that you know because it technically comes out Friday, but it's Thursday at midnight. Yes, on the West Coast. It's like you <laughs> yeah. know nine, eight or nine o'clock at night. Yeah. So every Thursday night, like my wife and I have this show that we love to watch together, and so it's kind of nice to have this appointment for yeah. for a thing. So. I yeah, agree. I that, that, but then there's how we enjoy the fandom. There's other shows that are like uh, 30 minute ones like Cobra Kai that were like candy. <laughs> and I was just like, I can't stop. I've God, just got to keep so watching good. this. You know, I love that show because uh, and I had um, I had Billy Zabka and Ralph Macchio on the podcast a little while back. And they and I said the thing that it was so amazing about the show is that it easily could have been a lazy interpretation yep. of like okay, let's recreate the dynamic we had in the movie and we'll just go for the nostalgia points, the, you know, the South Park member berries. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and they didn't. No. The fact that they, they took this whole other, like, turn and you kind of, you, you start to get a little sympathetic to John, Johnny Lawrence and you kind of see Daniel is like, oh, he's a little bit of an arrogant jerk, you know? Yeah. And even that scene in the, in the beginning of the series, where he's like, he used to beat me up all the time. He's like, you stole my girlfriend. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. That's right. You never, you never thought about that in, yeah. in the movie, and that's and I we had we had him on and uh, uh, and uh, Zapka, and, and we said in the it, when it was initially marketed on YouTube, uh, the impression we got is it's a it's a parody. It's going to be a parody series, and and um, they marketed it the wrong way. It's a lot more substantive. Yeah. Yeah, and it also just really addresses this interesting idea of 
sort of what it means to be a middle-aged adult, like how over all your high school stuff are you and how, right. you know, like how the, those, those kind of like little grudges that you held, <laughs> you know, for especially like, listen, especially if you're a nerdy kid and you got, you know, and people were not nice to you or whatever, like how long do you carry that stuff around? And, and you see grown people, acting like kids again you know and you realize like oh yeah you you know like people carry stuff around it's just such an interesting yeah it's an interesting commentary on you know like adult humans at the same time on real uh, real life like do you ever really truly graduate high school you know that's uh, you know and that's that's what i i uh, carried from that show nick did you have a question about cobra kai because i was going to ask about something else nope. okay nope. um <laughs> so i wanted to move on to marvel real quick because um, so, By the way, let me reset. We've been talking for a half hour, and I haven't yeah. even said that this is. If you're just tuning in, it's Chris Hardwick that we're talking to. All right, so, so um, Gamora was was uh, cherry picked from a uh, previous timeline, so she's going to live on. And I wanted to ask if uh, you thought that uh, perhaps they they can cherry pick Tony Stark uh, from a, another timeline. I mean, it's certainly. I, I think anything is is possible. I don't know. I mean. You know, if you're if you're saying like, you know, can someone else step into the Stark? I mean, it's just it's so Robert Downey Jr. Like, yes. Such a, but again, you know, look, you know, as as time passes on and people get older and, you know, younger people grow up, uh, you know, it's like you want to give them new things. Did anyone think that anyone could ever play, you know, McCoy, Spock? Kirk again, and yet there were a couple movies where they did. Yep. They so, did, yeah. yeah. They did well. You know, it's like, and, and it, it did well, and it worked, and so it's, so the answer is, yeah, it's possible, you know, I'm sure people of our generation will be, like, mumbly about it, like, <laughs> you're, you're Tony Stark, not my Tony Stark, you damn kid, get off my lawn, you know, but but uh, but I think, you know, any, but, but anything anything's possible, and that's sort of, and that's sort of what comic book movies I mean, like, comic books in general, you know, like, do that with uh, authors and artists and their different runs on things and different takes on things and alternate universes of things, and they evolve and they change. And and so that's just sort of the nature of it. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to be something that happens anytime soon, but, no. but way, 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 way down the road. And I know they did it, like, really quickly with the Spider-Man cinema series, uh, you know, but I think, you know, from Tobey Maguire to Andrew Garfield, I think that had something. If I'm if I'm wrong about this, I apologize. I'm sure the Internet knows better than I do. But I believe because, you know, after the third Spider-Man movie came out, it wasn't too long after that they announced the amazing Spider-Man. You're like, wow, really already? But I think that had something to do with like legal rights. You know, like usually in the entertainment business, when you when you go, why would why would they do this? It usually it's either money or like lawyers. <laughs> yeah. So I think it had something to do with the fact of like Sony needed to, they had to literally make an origin story again to retain the rights. Okay. For Spider Man, so they didn't revert. So it was something. It was something like that. So then there are all those other reasons too that you know are um, that you don't know about. Well, speaking of the entertainment industry and, and getting back to binging real quick, the way that we consume television and movies has changed a lot over the last five years, right? That kind of goes without saying. Um, but do you think that – because I was thinking about, like, The Office and Parks and Rec, which people are binging now. But when those shows came out, 
there were 20 to 30 episodes per season. Do you think the way in which these sh- these shows now are made, uh, they're designed to be binged, or does it depend on the show to uh, you know from show to show? I think it depends on the show, <clears throat> and I don't know. It's, uh, someone who worked at a streaming company explained to me, and it actually really depressed me because they were you know the way that we grew up is that. Listen, if a show is a hit, it runs as long as possible, you know, and and Walking Dead may be one of the last shows for a while to really be able to do this, you know, because I think since a lot of things are going to streaming and subscription models, a subscription model is different than like a television ad revenue model because streamers, like once once you join a streaming service, they consider you a volatile consumer in the sense that at any any month you could just bounce. Right? Yes. You know? Yeah. And so they they will do whatever they can to kind of keep you from unsubscribing because if you subscribe for eighteen months, then statistically you'll never unsubscribe because it's just become a part of your like financial ecosystem and you don't think about it anymore. And so. But I think what they find is that there's no real, like, doing a third and fourth season of a show doesn't retain or get new subscribers. And so they're just not as incentivized to, you know, to, to do it. Obviously, there are exceptions, you know, like Stranger Things, which is which is really huge. But in general, you know, we might kind of be seeing the death of, like, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 seasons of shows outside of network television because, and now that everything's kind of like merging, uh, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, I think, I think you're right. Very strange time. I think you're right. I think just in the way, at least for a while, for the foreseeable future, you know, the 32 episode season is is not going to happen. You know, I, I was thinking about this the other day that the lottery of all lotteries was to be on a successful sitcom in the 90s. Yeah. Because the 90s was still when television people were getting crap tons of money, right? It yeah. was like television was still, you know, was still it was still big in the traditional sense, like traditional media sense. So if you were on Seinfeld or Friends, you made a ton of money while you were doing a show. Then the second lottery you won was syndication. Then the third lottery you won was home video and DVD. And then now the fourth lottery is all those people on the streaming services because yeah. people just nostalgia binge watch yep. 90s stuff. So it's like, you know, Seinfeld and Friends and even though The Office was more early 2000s, it's still those came back around. It's like. Here, Seinfeld, have another half a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's yeah. it's mul- multiple trips to the buffet table, you know. Uh, just one question, quickly. I know we're starting to, uh, to to wrap up here, but the um, the legend of the Zack the Snyder cut, which n- everyone said, okay, this will never happen. This will never happen. Here we are, HBO Max sinking millions of dollars into Zack Snyder doing his version, his original vision of the Justice League, uh, wh- where do you stand on this? I'm a massive fan myself. I love Zack Snyder, and I, the original version, as I hear it envisioned, is something I am biting at the bit for. What's your take? I mean, listen, I think any time you get to see it, it, I don't see it as much different than, you know, when we were growing up and you'd get the Laserdisc Criterion director's cut, yeah. you know? I mean, it's just, it's an opportunity to see a different version and see... You know, whenever you hear like 
because obviously, you know, when movies get made, there's a lot of money on the line. So, you know, studios can get involved. Things can change in ways that, uh, you know, that maybe the directors didn't intend or had to compromise on. And so to, to be able to see a, a, a different spin on something and go, oh, this was actually, you know, apparently his vision. I mean, I, why not? I say, you know, the more, the, even though we sort of made jokes about how much content there is, but, you know, the more content, the better. And if it gives us a, a, a peek inside of like, oh, this is what I intended to make, you know, it's, it, 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 it sparks more conversation. It sparks more community. It sparks more people saying, I love this. It sparks more people saying, I didn't love this. You know, and so it just kind of fuels our fandom, which is which is really fun. And, you know, that's kind of wrapping it up and kind of going back to the G4 question, which I can which I I'll try to express a little more clearly. Um, I I I have spoken to them quite a few times and I'm excited that they're doing it. Because that, you know, G4 to me was just a celebration of all things fandom, you know, like movies and television and tech and and it was really the first thing on a traditional broadcaster that celebrated all of the things that when I was growing up, you, you weren't super open about because you didn't want people to make fun of you. And, and so to celebrate all of these things, you know, whatever happens with G4, I'm excited. And so, you know, uh, if, 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 I, if I do do something on it, that'll be great. And if I just watch as a fan, that'll be great. Or if I get to make shows for it, that'll be great. But, you know, I have, I have had conversations with them. And from what I can tell, what they're planning sounds fun and, and really exciting. And so, cool. you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's from a place of enjoy, enjoying all this. And that's what I, yeah. we, we love about you and your take on it is that it, at, it, at its basic visceral level it's about the sheer joy this stuff brings us yep. it's entertainment it should be fun and sometimes you know like it pisses us off but <laughs> you know but but really it is about entertainment and to me it is about community and fandom and the ability that like the fact that i can go on a morning radio show and talk for 35 minutes about <laughs> these things it just wouldn't have happened 20 no, years ago no you know? no no you're and right so <laughs> it, it, it's so and the fact that they're you know, I'm sure some people listening turn it off and go, oh, "Stupid nerds." But a lot of people, a lot of people are listening, and 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 it's sparking. Like they're thinking about their favorite Breaking Bad episodes or yeah. their experience with Zack Snyder director's cut, and and so it really, to me, it's just about celebration and community, and that's why I love it. That's why I love Walking Dead, and I'm just I'm so happy to be even an ancillary part of, of, of all of it. So, Chris, yeah. it's not just people listening have tuned out. Kathy Romano sitting in here in our studio right now. She has not been listening this entire time. What nerds. Yeah, so, <laughs> Kathy's a huge fan of the Joss Whedon cut. Yeah, she's yes. very, she didn't want to jump yeah. in. Uh, well, listen, Chris, we'll just point people in the direction. Walking Dead, uh, 10 o'clock Sunday. I'm sorry, uh, season 10 finale, Sunday 9. And then, of course, Talking Dead on at uh, 10 after that. But Oh, and the wall got picked the up. Wall. And and the wall! Congratulations! Yeah, that's huge. Nice. Yeah, All right. So Listen, we, we love talking to you. We we can we oh, could have you on right. every week if that were possible, but hopefully we'll be chatting again sometime in the near future. All I right, hope bud. so. All right, Excellent. you guys, take care. It's so good to hear your voices. And, Excellent. Uh, hope to talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Chris Hardwick, yeah. guys. I can go on and on and on. It's great. I mean, yeah. and, and, and the fear that you have, you talk about fear of the walking dead, fear of just driving people nuts with this stuff, because it is, we've always, from the beginning of our show, have been fanboys for so much of this stuff. Yeah. And when you get someone, and he's connected through to a lot of these people who are making these these things that we love. I never did watch G4. 
Uh, I loved it. God, did I love it. It's it's, uh, movies and tech and games and all that stuff, right? Yeah, Kevin Pereira and and Olivia Munn and others. They they just, they had a really great sensibility. All right, well, listen, we got to take a break, so we're going to do that. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. WMMR.com. A great way to stay up to date on the latest rock news and station happenings. Listen live via your laptop, the free mobile app, or just tell your smart speaker to play MMR. From Preston and Steve's Daily Rush to Pierre's Weekend Calendar and the latest on Jackson's local shots. It's everything that rocks your computer. All right, let's do it. Here's the V-File. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, we're going to begin in Florida, yeah. And uh, there's dash cam video of this idiot shooting through his own windshield <laughs> at another driver. Did you I see saw this? It. It's Dude. insane. Oh, my God. He's Did shooting he... through his own windshield. His front windshield, yes. not like up the side. Oh, my and God. His passengers just, like, didn't know what? this was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, so it's in Orange County. The man said that he opened fire because the other driver had flashed a gun at him first. Okay. Yeah, so, right? Yeah. That's you got to shoot through your own windshield. It makes total sense. The driver, Marco Mazzetta, posted the video on YouTube. He said he was trying to defend himself because he believed that he or his passengers were in danger of being shot. But uh, the guy is pulling ahead of him. Ahead of him, exactly. Florida Highway Patrol says that it shows how dangerous it can be to argue with other drivers on the highway. Uh, the in-car video shows another car driving aggressively, and at one point it gets extremely close to Matzetta's truck. He says he tapped the brakes, and the other car bumped him and then speeds around him. So these guys were both driving like aces. Idiots, this yeah. guy, This guy uh, brake checks him, and he gets rear-ended, and I'm sure the guy was being aggressive and a jerk behind, but, you know, come on, man. Later, on, later the second car slows down. Matzetta says the driver pulled out a gun and pointed it at him, and that's when Matzetta said he took his own gun out and fired because he feared the other man was going to shoot him. <laughs> Matzetta said, I'm not a fan of guns. I'm, really? I'm a fan of not getting shot. Uh, he said, I know this video doesn't capture my smartest moments, but I hope any idiot criminal with a gun watching thinks twice before loading, brandishing, and aiming their firearm at someone <laughs> over a traffic infraction. Uh, anyhow, he also says that after the shooting, he reported the incident himself to the police. So and provided them with the video. At least he did that. But right. Yeah, he put it on YouTube. So, of course. Yeah. You could have. Now, listen, if you're going to be an a-hole this way, what about putting the gun in your left hand, holding it outside the car and firing forward? Yeah. Or just not firing on the road I know, altogether. But once so, you're going to commit yes. to the act of being stupid, shooting through your own <laughs> windshield? <laughs> exactly. All right, how about this? These idiots. Here's two idiots for you. A fight over milk sent a Florida man to jail. All right. Whole milk or half and half? Uh, it's actually whole milk is part of the equation, but sheriff's office, the sheriff's office arrested Justin Anthony Garcia on a charge of aggravated battery. Deputy said he had an argument with another man, I think which turned out to be his cousin, over which type of milk was better, whole milk or almond milk. Ah. <laughs> Led to apparently a stabbing. Oh, my God. The uh, debate escalated into a fight. Deputy said Garcia punched the other man in the face, chased him with a pocket knife, and cut him with it. I I can see this because I'm not a fan of almond milk. (laughs) Oh, no. Whole milk is way better than... It tastes better than almond milk. It does. Uh, It might not be better for you. No. So therein might lie the... The details of the argument. Not a knife fight, but maybe a vigorous fist fight. Yeah, something. Florida man. Florida man. Oh, and we're not done yet. Oh, yay. A 12-year-old Florida boy. We don't have a Florida boy. We don't. Uh, 
caused a Florida cha- boy, <laughs> Florida boy. Caused a chain reaction crash while driving his mother's vehicle without permission. He's 12. Okay, the crash happened Monday at 6.30 in the evening when the boy rear-ended a Jeep while driving his mother's BMW. I stand him to go get some cigarettes. <laughs> a Mazda and a Dodge were also involved in the chain reaction crash. Uh, the boy was taken to an area hospital to be treated for non-life-threatening injuries. He was also cited for driving without a license. There you go to say, well, under the influence. And careless <laughs> driving. No. We'll save that for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. A hiker died after falling from a cliff into the ocean on Sunday in Oregon's Oswald West State Park, becoming the latest person to lose their life while trying to snap a scenic photograph. It was a selfie. Mm-hmm. But they were trying to take a picture. God almighty. <clears throat> they actually, in some of these um, state parks... Uh, and national parks put up signs at these places warning against taking selfies. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Gastelum walked down the Devil's Cauldron Trail and climbed a tree near the edge of the cliff to pose for a photo. Uh, a tree limb broke, and uh, Gaston fell about 100 feet into the ocean. Wow. So he climbed out over, over. the ocean, I guess? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Uh, the U.S. Coast Guard uh, sent a helicopter and fire rescuers on jet skis, and they located Gastelum. And brought him to shore. He was taken to the hospital and was pronounced dead there. So, a uh, cautionary tale. A group of parrots at a United Kingdom zoo have been removed after repeating obscene language at visitors. Uh, Lancashire Wildlife Park received the five African gray parrots back in August and quarantined them together in the same room. However, the close proximity seemed to have brought out the worst in the birds. Uh, Steve Nichols, who is the chief executive Officer at the zoo said, just by coincidence, we took in five in the same week. And because they were all quarantined together, it meant one room was full of the swearing birds. So uh, I guess one of them was swear. Taught the others. Taught the others. So, and where did the initial bird learn the expletives? That I don't know. The more they swear, he said, the more you usually laugh, which then triggers them to swear again. After the bur- brief quarantine, the birds were put out uh, for a view of guests, assuming that the cursing would subside. Though within 20 minutes, the birds were up to their old tricks. Literally, he said, within 20 minutes of being the introductory, uh, we were told that they had sworn at a customer. Uh-huh. And for the next group of people, all sorts of obscenities came out. Uh, the customers found the birds' dirty language amusing, but park workers were concerned about children's visitors and decided to move the birds out of view. He said, we put them in an offshore enclosure with the intention, hopefully, that they will start learning the other parrots' noise uh, that are around. So they're trying to fix it that way. And that's what I have for you in the Bizarre File this morning. All right, when we return, we'll test your knowledge. We're going to have the lesson question. Also, trash and music news coming up, so stay close. We don't want to do it without you. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to schedule a free one-on-one virtual appointment with the real expert jeweler. Real diamonds, real people, real jewelers. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to do the lesson question and give away WWE 2K Battlegrounds for the correct answer to this question. Uh, we uh, we heard, found out that Mickey Rourke was yes. the masked singer. Spoiler alert. I said it afterwards, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> and uh, the song that he sang was Stand By Me, but there were two more that we were entertained with this morning. Name either one of those songs, okay? 215-263-WMMR. So we heard from the actual show, Mickey Rourke singing. 
<laughs> a pathetic version of Stand By Me, but there were two other songs that we heard that were sort of sung by Mickey this morning. Uh, name one or uh, one or two of those, either one of those. All right, 215-263-WMMR. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Let's see where we go today. We have the trash. What's up, Steve? Okay, well, Kristen Cavallari revealing in an interview that she is going to drop Cutler as her legal last name. In a bizarre attempt at being spiteful, Jay Cutler has announced he's going to legally change his name to Kristen Cavallari. No. Hey! John Wayne Bobbitt, who famously had his penis reattached after it was cut off by his jealous wife, now in danger of having his foot amputated after a construction accident. Amazingly, doctors are moving ahead with plans to go a replacement foot on his penis. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, Alicia Silverstone, saying her son's very long hair made him the object of ridicule by bullies at his summer camp. However, Silverstone says he quickly learned how to gain their sympathy by telling him how, how telling them how she used to feed him like a bird. Oh. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. All right, here we go. Let's see if we can get an answer. Uh, Mickey Rourke, second and third songs from The Masked Singer. You can give me either one or both. I'm going to go to the phones, 215-263-WMMR. First caller up was Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, you guys work. Uh, you work, man. Thank you. All right, give me uh, either one of those songs, please. Uh, Crocodile Rock. Crocodile Rock is correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Summer Nights was the other one. And they, we also played around with Piano Man a little bit. So hang on, Mike. We, it's cold, man. We're going to give you WWE 2K Battlegrounds. And you can take your favorite WWE superstars and legends into battle with unhinged in your face pandemonium. Pandemonium. <laughs> pandemonium. Or create, customize, and edit your own characters. You can get it now on Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Steam, and Stadia. And it's rated T-14. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, this morning is brought to you by... Uh, Salus University, and don't forget, Salus University offers some of the fastest-growing and highest-paid health professions in the country, including optometry and audiology. Salus University, the future of health science since 1919. To apply, visit salus.edu. Chris Cornell has returned to the top spot on Billboard's mainstream rock songs airplay chart more than three years after the death of his version of Guns N' Roses' Patience. Uh, this is his second number one as a soloist and first as a solo lead, according to Billboard. Previously claimed the number one spot uh, for two weeks as a featured vocalist on Zach Brown Band's uh, Heavy as the Head in May 2015. So it's a nice little um, achievement, uh, in even though he's passed. Uh, the band Atreyu has confirmed that they have split with Alex Varkatzik. Uh, <laughs> Vark Adsas, I guess is how you say his last name. Uh, rumors name uh, started uh, swirling back in August that the singer was leaving the band, but he denied the rumors. He called them fake news. Uh, he even suggested that he might be looking at starting a new project. Yeah, he's out of here. Yesterday, Atreyu had released a statement confirming the news. It said, uh, we had been a band for over 20 years now. Uh, live our dream together as friends and as brothers. Uh, we traveled the world doing what we love and have had been fortunate enough to play music for such an incredible fan base. It provides us with the opportunity to share our greatest moments with them. We drove a lot of miles and made a lot of smiles. Uh, now, a lot of, uh, a time of change has come for all of us. Alex is sailing off on a ship on his own. Goodbye! And will part ways with Atreyu. 
He will not disappear, and neither will Atreyu. There's nothing but love and respect for each other, and we can't wait to see what he will come up with next. I'll be back. Uh, stay tuned for his upcoming projects, and we all wish him success and fulfillment with all his future endeavors. I think he'll form his own band and call him Falcor. Yeah, I think so. All the never-ending uh, story stuff. Oh, what was for, That is the uh, horse in never-ending story. Falcor is the dra- uh, the, the luck dra- dragon. Okay, the flying dragon. I love that movie, by the way. Yeah. And I always will. What was the kid's name? Biff. <laughs> the main character. Yeah, what was his name? Hmm. There were two kids. There was the kid, obviously. Yeah. There was a kid that was from that world. Right, and, and then, then the, the kid other from kid. our world. Yeah. I don't remember. Ah, hell, I don't know. Butch. Nick's looking it up, so we'll find out. Butch and Stinky. So, Bastion, <laughs> Bastion's father, <laughs> Carl, I don't know. Ah, uh, uh, hell. Yeah. All right, anyway. Uh, yeah, it's great. Moving on. It's still great. Pearl Jam, David Byrne, Arcade Fire, War on Drugs. These are just a few of the bands that are contributing, or acts, I should say, songs to the second edition of Good Music to Avert the Collapse of American Democracy. The project includes 77 tracks. Be available exclusively on Bandcamp on Friday for only 24 hours, and all proceeds go to the Voting Rights Lab. Uh, this second volume of uh, Good Music to Avert the Collapse of American Democracy features unreleased songs, covers, remixes, live versions, demos, and more, according to Pitchfork.com. Uh, the first volume was released in September and was also only available for 24 hours, and it featured 40 songs from the likes of R.E.M., Haley Williams, and Death Cab for Cutie. No, I trade you. No, Atreyu. But uh, Pearl Jam, the song they have on there, uh, Nick, is Get It Back. Yeah, it's a new song. Oh, okay. All right, so new in 2020. You will be able to hear it on there. ACDC is back with his beloved frontman Brian Johnson, drummer Phil Rudd, and bassist Cliff Williams. Enemy reported that the band has confirmed the lineup, which is rounded out with co-founder Angus Young and nephew Stevie Young on guitars. We all pretty much knew this, but they made it official. I wonder if they're ever in... Um... Serious consideration of because Axel was singing with them for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that if they ever talked about um, any point of making that a, a permanent arrangement, meaning him recording studio stuff yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Williams had retired from the band back in 2016. The conclusion of the Rocker Bus Global Trek, which featured Axel uh, replacing Brian Johnson, uh, who was suffering from hearing issues. Uh, drummer Phil Rudd, who battled both drug and legal issues, is back behind the kit for the first time since 2015. To underscore the, the current lineup, the band has released a new group shot on social media in advance of its upcoming album titled Power Up. Uh, they've yet to announce the set's release date, but it is coming. I have a programming note. Oh, please do. Atreyu was the name of the kid. Ah, that's right. Falcor uh-huh. was the luck dragon, as you mentioned, Casey, and then Artax was the Artax. horse. Artax. Yeah, and then Xantax was what? Uh, the drug Andy. that you took to uh, heartburn. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You don't take that anymore because it causes uh, bad things. Right. I mean, in 84, they didn't know that when they made the movie. No. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyhow, uh, this is interesting, Steve. I, I, I'd never heard this before. And uh, Peter Frampton has uh, his autobiography, upcoming autobiography. Maybe we should get him on the show sometime. He's a great. I love him. He's a great interview. But believe it or not, during the dying days of the Who in the early 80s, Pete Townsend actually asked Peter Frampton to replace him in the band. Uh, so the book is coming out October 20th. Frampton recalled the once-in-a-lifetime offer during a new interview. And he remembered, well, as long as he would have uh, been there as well, and he wouldn't have done that when he was going to uh, to do uh, to stay with the band but be off the road, he said it would have been great, but 
It was obviously a non-starter idea. When you've been offered it with the possibility of it by the horse's mouth. Yes. He said, I've known Pete since I was like 16, 17. So I love Pete. Always have. Uh, it's one of those ideas when you say, oh, did I just say that out loud? Is the what, We're talking replacement fully or replacement for guitar playing? I think just the road. Just okay, on the road. just on the road. All right. Yeah, so he would. Pete would have still written and recorded music, but he was he kind of wanted to bail on the live performances. He said that was a, just a weird idea. Uh, you knew it wasn't feasible to start with, and like I say in the book, talk about an enormous pair of shoes to fill. It'd be a very unenviable thing yeah. to go out in front of an audience expecting to see Pete Towns. Well, at that point, you'd probably know, but still. Yeah, but at least it, it, it's not some yeah. schlub. It's, right. You know, it's Peter Frampton who's got some cred. So. Uh, but anyhow, My name's Pete, too. It should be interesting, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the book should have some interesting stories. And there you go. That's what we have in music news this morning. Oh, no, 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 no. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I've mentioned it throughout the course of the morning show, but I will do it once again. Uh, the fact that MMR's uh, Rocktober Madness starts, today, starts in an hour. Because uh, Pierre at 1130 is going to be playing the first matchup, which is from his bracket. He and Pancake have a bracket. There's four brackets that we start with. The winner of each bracket will face off with each other at the end. So it's the Pierre Pancake, the Preston Steve, the Jackson Sarah, and the Jackie Brent brackets. So Do you think matchup. Pierre is going to uh, try to manipulate a tie? Between CSNY and Rolling Stones? Those are two of his favorite bands. You can't have a tie. I know. There's no tie. The only one. Yeah. He believes in democracy. Yeah. I think he'll go for it. Yep, yep, yep. But I think secretly, I think he knows the Stones will win it. Yeah. But the audience has been known to turn things around and do it on purpose sometimes. So yep. we shall see. We shall see. So it starts today and it's presented by Horizon Services. So it is Rocktober Madness. And the champion will be crowned on October 23rd, by the way. So it's going to happen for a little while. And this is the first time the actual term, Rocktober, has been used on MMR. Well, hell, since we've been here, I a think. A long yeah. time, yeah. yeah so, it um, used to be the, th- the thing of duration and, and laughter. Yeah. yeah for, now for, it's serious. For ages, and then it was kind of thrown away as kind of hokey, but now we're, we're bringing it back. No, we're, we're going to bring it back and make Rockvember and Rocksember as well. Casey's and- always wanted Rockvember. <laughs> Raccoon. Yeah, what's raccoon? June. Okay. Oh, I, thought it, I thought you were making a raccoon joke. Me See, too. That's why it works. Yeah, yeah it works. It's got it's got multiple meanings here. How about rockuary? Oh, yeah. and then also or followed Ray. by rockuary. Yeah. How about rocke? Rocke. Hey. All right, that means we should take a break because it's gotten really stupid now. We'll come back in a second and we'll get to the letter of the day in just a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. A Thursday morning. We're getting ready to wrap the whole thing up. Very enjoyable program today. It was great conversations. We and, did. Uh, there were back, uh, back-to-back interviews that we had. Uh, Josh uh, Mankiewicz from uh, Dateline NBC. Great. He went to Haverford College. Knows the area. Grew up, you know, he, listened to, he didn't grow up here, but he, he listened to MMR. Quite a bit. Love the radio station. Basically said there would not be a dateline without our show. Without WMMR yeah, and the yeah. President Steve show. So we thank him for that. Uh, but they have a um, uh, an episode coming up called A Killer Roll. Uh, and it is going to be tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. So it was nice to talk to Josh. And then we followed that up with Chris Hardwick. Yeah. We spoke for almost 40 minutes with him. Uh, because the guy's just, he's an encyclopedia when it comes to uh, pop culture and the stuff that we love, you know, besides The Walking Dead. I mean, he's just into all, Everything. That, all that cool stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, so that was a great conversation. And he's so, married to, uh, uh, to uh, Hurst. Hurst. Yeah. Who's who is, super cool and who is gorgeous, by the way. And he, he described her as Wednesday Adams. And so yeah. while we were on the interview, Nick went and pulled up her Instagram. And yeah, she even has that, that uh, you know, uh, milky uh, yeah. complexion, long dark hair, those big eyes. Into horror. She's got very much that, that whole thing. But he was great, man. And that's one to go back and listen to on the podcast. Like I said, it was like 40 minutes long. And, and Kathy wouldn't shut up the whole time. Oh, my was, God. It was great. <laughs> Uh, but we had a we had a wonderful conversation. She would she kept going on about lost in space. That's her thing. Lost in space. Lost in space. I was lost somewhere. It wasn't in space. So we thank those guys for being on the show today, and we thank uh, Pierre Robert for coming in here and getting ready to tee things up and roll with it, including uh, Rocktober Madness. We'll hit some of that stuff in a moment, I would imagine. Uh, anything? Some I like to see what you like to talk about to start to talk about before we dive into the letter of the day. Good morning. Good morning. It. Yes. I do. <laughs> Good morning. It. Um, I just love that. Yeah. Thank you. I I I love that. Uh, but the 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 verbal fo- foibles of anyone on this program. Are 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 regurgitated. They're magnified. Yes, mm-hmm. ad infinitum. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't. But Steve, I don't hear many of yours. But you, everything I say is a verbal gaffe. <laughs> Hardly. Yeah. Hardly. You. But you. You speak in a Shakespearean kind of a way. So <laughs> if Shakespeare was brain dead, yo, to be or yo, not to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Yo. 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 Okay. Hey, yo. That's yeah. right. It stinks. Yeah, it stinks. All right. So, all right then. I, you know, we've been worried about you. Uh, I mean, Why? Uh, I mean, your first pairing. Oh, that is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, out of the gate, you have a torturous battle going on. Yeah, I heard you talking about it earlier. I didn't realize. Well, I think we mentioned this <laughs> yesterday. That I just started picking all my favorite bands. Yeah. And uh, or bands I just think are great. And I had no idea that they, that meant I had they had to play against each other. So it kind of changes, like if there were any strategy attached right. to this thing, what the strategy would be. In the end, though, it it means that you'll get to have some great bands that you love, even if one of them has to be eliminated. So you can look right. at it, you know, with a glass half full type of approach, and be like, all right, at least I get to play the Stones and, and CSNY against one another. Right. You know, no, you know, at least at least CSNY are in there. Yeah, uh, you know, likelihood are, are the Stones could win, but. I don't know if it was you, President, or you, Steve, that said sometimes the audience can... President said it. Uh, it's true. Yeah. You know, can take it in another direction. Yeah. Um, sometimes they'll do it on purpose. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, you know, that's... So we got 1130, uh, Stones versus CSNY. One thirty, it'll be Led Zeppelin versus the Eagles. That's from your category, your jacket. They're and always then, being paired off. The Led Zeppelin and the Eagles. I know. Well, that's because um, they made an album together. It's never been heard. Yeah. Um, but it's called Fly Like an Eagle. <laughs> Actually, they do have uh, something in common with it. They're, uh, they're one of their first producers uh, was a producer of Led Zeppelin uh, when they went to England to record. And uh, they were all excited about that fact. And they ended up, they didn't get along with him at all. But Eagles. he's the one that talked them into... Uh, uh, to accentuating their harmonies uh, oh, wow. and and focusing more on that, which so he was right, led mm-hmm. to their success. But they didn't. But he wanted. He used recording techniques that they didn't like. They 
they liked a more dry sound, and he liked a more wet sound, a bigger, yeah. you know, fatter sound to it. So. Oh, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, well, there you go. You learn stuff. Then with uh, Jackson, uh, he'll have two lineups. It'll be the Foo Fighters versus Leonard Skinner, and I think those are from his and Sarah's categories. And then at 5.30, it's the Jackie and Brent category, and that's Tool versus Godsmack. How mm-hmm. many songs do you do for each artist? Uh, two for each. So okay. it's, it'll, it'll be four-song blocks. Or so or do you think Jackson will do Skinner's cover of that Kid Rock song? I hope not. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, an, what an odd but delightful question and its oddness. If you want to rig it, you put that in. Yeah. Okay, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, yeah. All so right. we'll see, you know, we'll see how it goes. It's day one of Rocktober Madness. Yeah. And right. um, I think it'll be fun. Well, let's get the letter of the day. We'll That's see what else you next got. thought. Cooking. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Preston and Steve show. Oh, sorry. Preston and Steve show <laughs> brought to you today by the letter. N as in neurotic. All right. Neurotic it is. And $1,000. Courtesy of I Can See Your Voice on Fox 29. Now, Wednesday is Ken's Day on Fox. It's a double dose of Dr. Ken on an all-new night of family fun, starting with America's number one show, The Masked Singer, followed by I Can See Your Voice. I can see it. A brand new show that asks, can you guess if someone can sing without hearing their voice? It all starts Wednesday at 8, and that's only on Fox 29. Uh, What else besides... Rocktober Madness today, sir. We'll have Workforce Blocks of the Dave Matthews Band and The Pretenders and STP. Ooh, very good. Yeah. All right, uh, let me thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme. Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and also by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, tomorrow, comedian Tony Roberts will be joining us. Awesome. And it's also a no sad day because it is Friday, bro. Woo! So we will celebrate that and see what else we can get into. That is it. We are done. So rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. Love you. Hate you. Live. Good morning, Ed. Good evening, Ed. I don't sweat it, Preston. No big deal. Go home and get a little afternoon into life. Next message. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, good morning, it. Next message. Good morning, it. 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 Good morning, it to you. Good morning, it, Vietnam. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.